Hey guys, um, before we start all our usual BS, um, hey Mackenzie! Mackenzie! So before before we start our usual BS on this podcast, we just want to say congratulations. Yes. Congrats. Yeah. 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 2020. Uh, 2020 senior Ridgeland High School. We don't hold that against you. No, <laughs> not at all. We've all been there. It still wasn't a lateral. No, I haven't been there. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's, no, not, we, it's not that bad. But we wanted to start it off like that. We wanted to tell you congratulations, and you are going to get a graduation, but it's we had that it's not the traditional yeah. one. So. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Awesome. And all the kids and out also, there. And also, you yeah. know, well, uh, you're, both your daughters. Both Rebecca my daughters. And, uh, Rebecca was graduated eighth grade, going into high school. Uh, and then uh, Abby. Abby and. And my daughter, Emily. Both fifth graders going into. I would say you're old, but mine's the oldest one. Yeah. So I'll just I'll keep that comment down. Yeah, right, yeah. I got the two older ones too now. Remember? You win. Yeah. <laughs> I got grandkids. <laughs> what about the ones you don't know about? I got two grandkids. Hey, 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 hey. No, we don't talk, talk about, about those. those. <laughs> 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 um, all right, so let's uh let's go ahead and start it. Hey oh, fuckers. Three, two, one. What's hey, up, fuckers? fuckers. Hey, shit, <laughs> What's up, guys? Uh, welcome to another edition of Tales of a Shitty Indie Worker. As always, I am Jason Hampton. Drew Gang. Josh Cox. Ben Thrasher. You didn't do the Cox joke. Uh, I think I'm, I'm telling you, I don't feel good. You don't feel good. No. It really doesn't. God. It's always a Cox joke. I know. It's always a Cox joke about how he sucks it or, you know, whatever. How he sucks a cock. How do you suck a cock? How do you suck cocks? <laughs> oh, dear God. I feel like I'm back in damn. If you didn't school. have a beard, Gans would let you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you might look like a uh, female version of Hampton. Yep. That's why I'm trying to... I've, I've grown the beard out a little bit. Yeah. I saw Gans the other day. And if I you just, shave and put a wig on, they might never know. Oh, dear God. Will, we got Will. Will. Oh, this is just going to be us telling the same jokes. Fuck. <laughs> All right, let's go to... Uh, let's hear the commercial and... Hear the commercial and be right back, guys. Uh, and we're back. Yeah, we were talking too good of shit. We had to push the record real quick. <laughs> yeah, we had to hit that record button. All right, let's a talk fast. about me owing two people uh, Canadian pennies. Okay, so last week on the podcast, you said. Well, the past two times on the well, podcast. Well, the past two times. Yeah, because you did two last week. That's right. It was brought up that what we were doing at RCW, and we got to the Illuminati, Brandon and Cyrus, versus Beauty and the Beast, which is Nate Wilde and Ethan Cage, that you bet Johnny Viper. And Cyrus, a Canadian penny each, that Cyrus could not press slam Nate over the cage into the floor. You might have to give him an extra penny because not only did he press him over the cage, not really to the floor, it was more on those hard blue guardrails around the upper part of and his chest. And he pressed him. There was yes. no help. Yeah, there was no was... help. Um, um, which was great, but I don't know if you guys watched any of the other match, but there was a power bomb spot. Where he power bombed Nate into the cage. Oh wow! Tyler was concerned that it was you know it's the old TWA cage, mm-hmm. so we all remember how firm it was not. Right. I don't remember that. <laughs> Before, uh, concussions weren't yeah weren't exactly they weren't invented. Got yet. my bell rung a couple times on that. So Cyrus decides that there's a big metal support beam right dead center, so that's where he's going to throw Nate. And it was it was beautiful. It was perfect. So what was his nice. what was his idea? Like what was the the response uh, when you told him the so, spot? So here's what happens. We get there and uh, me and Josh Josh rode down with me. When we get there, the only people that are there is Logan Chase, uh, Cyrus, and the guy Cyrus is working with. And uh, I say, hey Cyrus, long time no see. We shake hands, give Logan a hug, and I was like, I have a challenge for you. 
And he goes, what? I said, I was told to tell you that you can't press slam Nate out of the cage. You all know Cyrus. So he gets that big, that goofy look. I knew big toothy grin over his face. And he starts rubbing his hands <laughs> together. And he goes, it just so happens that's an idea I just pitched. So Logan and I are backstage uh, producers there. So we kind of look at each other and we're both in agreement. So now we got to talk Tyler into it. By talking Tyler into it, we just laid it out and showed the visual of how awesome it would yeah. be. And so we went with it, and it was it was amazing. It yeah, was, I've seen the video. It's And yeah. for anybody that thinks he couldn't do it, I wasn't one of those guys. We were in a battle royal at Empire one night. Oh, God, I remember that and one. And I'm notorious for not jumping for shit. Especially no shit. shit I don't want to mm-hmm. take. So Cyrus, and at this time I'm probably 260, 270. <laughs> on the hook, <laughs> on a good day. Were you on dope? What was it? Maybe I was two eighty five. So Cyrus picks me up for a regular body slam. He doesn't turn me. Then he goes into a throw up and catches me for a press and walks around the ring with me the whole time. I'm hollering, "Put me down! Put me down, you big bastard!" Then he grabs my neck to turn me, and I'm crying, literally like, "Don't you fucking do it!" He sits me on the turnbuckle and pats me on the head. So if you think Cyrus don't have the strength to do something like that, you are oh, I, wrong. Oh no, I just wanted to see it. Oh, it was I, awesome. Um, I said I told Jennifer I Cyrus to, could press a car over the cage. I mean, what is that? Him. How much was he? That seated uh, military shoulder press was what? Four eighty five. Four eighty five. That's uh, insane. He uh, yeah. I mean, he was straight curling what two oh five or something like he that. Did, did you see the video he posted from the moonsault in Japan? I, see, I, I saw the pictures. Oh, you hadn't seen the video? Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys see the video. But I asked him about that, and I was like, bro, the moonsault looked amazing. He goes, yeah, he said the best part was they've seen him do the Vader splash. Right. They've seen him hit it. They've seen him miss it. He said, but when I put my foot on the top rope, we've always Japanese wrestling. You know, it's unprofessional. It's it's a different crowd than American right. crowds. You know, they're not they're not booing and cheering. They're appreciating the art you're putting out. So he said when he hits his first foot on the top rope, it's like, <gasps> then a the second foot, and they're like, oh. Then when he posts and flips, it's like, ah. Then when he misses, oh. <laughs> he said that's the best reaction he's ever going to have off a missed move, which was, that's, that's great. This um, is great. Cyrus made me look like a million bucks when we did the uh, Jarrett uh, yeah. uh, seminar. Yeah, at RCW? Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was in front, front of the line, and then Cyrus was right behind me. And so Jared was just different drills and da 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 da, and it was something like just a slam the guy, cover da da da, you know. And uh, I picked Cyrus up and I like I had him, you know what I mean? And it was really Cyrus had me. But <laughs> so I, I had him up here and I, was, I looked over at Jared and I was like, now what else was I supposed to do here? I'm supposed <laughs> to slam him yeah. and then what? Slam. <laughs> and he just. So, you know, it, was, it just looked wide-eyed. Sorry, I, I forgot it's a podcast. Yeah, you're the craziest thing is though is like. Still to this day, I don't think he knows his own strength. No, he doesn't. No, I, I don't think he knows we, how. There good used to be a term is. for it, but we're not going to use that. Yeah, term. we can't use that yeah, term. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now, speak out. We get all over this podcast. Let's talk about that. Let's do it. That's yeah. um. So many people have gotten I, um, out of it. It's be a decent human being. Yes. Just period. Just yeah. in general. Yeah. Even if saying. even if you're not in the wrestling <laughs> business, just be decent to um, people. Everybody that is listening to this has a mother. Whether your mother is a great mother or a piece of shit, it's still the only mother you'll ever have. If you have daughters, think about how someone how how this would be if someone was doing your daughters this way or your sisters. And like 
a lot of people that come out, Drew, you and I know personally. Yeah. Jason, you may have met some of them. I know yeah. we talked about one earlier. I don't know if you've heard about it. We'll talk about it off air. But I don't want to name names. To let, you know, let's not yeah, name this, names. No. Uh, we're not going to name any names, but these are, a lot of them I'm seeing are people that I didn't expect this from. Right. And some of them are people. I knew this was happening, and I'm glad people are coming out about uh, it. And, you know, and this is why, like this right here, like I'm going to sit down and make Rebecca read all mm -hmm. these because this is why it took them a year to, you know, convince me to, to let her into business. Yeah, exactly. because it's just it's. We used to say, okay, now wrestling is different now. It it's is. a lot better. But remember, we used to say the assholes of the earth are mm -hmm. pro wrestlers. Exactly. Yeah. And that's and that's really what it is. And you know, it's just. And it's nothing new. This stuff's I'm, been happening for years. Yeah, decades. And I mean, and there's there's a lot of difference between the hazing and stuff like that. Okay, I'll just out myself. You know, I used to do the whole like, have you ever seen a pure stick? Yeah. You know, but you know when I stopped that, when it was a co-ed locker room, mm -hmm. and when there's uh, minors, either you yep. know, either yeah. way, yeah, either way, because toward the the <laughs> mid to early two thousands, well, I guess it'd have been the mid to late two thousands actually, is your co your locker rooms were more co-ed. Yeah, the girls got to wear, and I think that's great. Uh, yeah, like Jesse Jessica Whitmore. Jessica looks at herself as just one of the boys, so she's going to change with the boys. Still one of the smartest investments I've best, ever seen. Yes, one of the best female workers I've oh, ever yeah. seen. Oh, yeah, that, that yeah. Side. great mind, yeah. uh, uh, but a better person. Yeah, and great mother. Great mother. Yeah. Yes. Great wife, uh, great friend yeah. to all of us. Absolutely. But she would just, and I remember the first time she did it, it kind of weirded me out because, I'm, you know, coming from sports like we both did, no girls ever dress with you, like exactly. period. So when she did it, it kind of freaked me out, and I got up. Then she said, "If I make you feel uncomfortable, I'll go somewhere else." And then I didn't want to make her feel uncomfortable because she's an equal. She's yeah. she's no better. She's no worse. She's she's us. Right. We're all one. And I mean, so. we've all here held the towel for somebody before, yes. just mm -hmm. because you know some asshole is going to be over there looking. Especially and, when you're the six foot three, almost three hundred pounds <coughs> holding the towel, you can yeah. block two of them at a time. And right. Uh, in the uh, corner, it does the very back corner. Oh, and but Sheena. Sheena with the the, the tent. tent, yeah, that's the smartest thing that any locker room she go in, she had privacy. Yes, um, and when she did that, not to not be included, it was to, in my opinion, it was to not piss off any of the wives or girlfriends. I agree. I, or if there's a female promoter involved, because we've all been there. I was my, my partner was a female. Uh, Drew Delight's partner was a female. We we all mm -hmm. know this. Um, I think that was a lot of it, and Sheena had my respect before that, and that just added more respect yeah, to just, it. Yeah, um, just you know, and it's we're lucky in this area right here. We have some very talented. We do workers yes, that yes. just happen to be females. Females, yes. exactly. Yeah. And um, I mean, some look, of them we've all been better than some of the guys, and we've all been here. assholes here. And I hope that none of us has ever offended anybody like that out there. I'll if claim we have, it. we're sorry. Yeah, and I'll claim it because. I know what I've done. <laughs> Me too. But, but yeah. it's still, it's the point where you, the people that are over and over and over again, you know, just the same thing. Right. Manipulation. The the outright rape. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. If you drug someone. That's right. All right. Fuck yeah. you. You're not a worker. No, right. you're a piece all right, of shit. I, here's the thing. I've kicked someone out of the locker room before because they were said they were in the friend zone. You know why? Because you're a fucking worker. You should be able to close that deal. Yes. You know, if you want to close that deal, you should be able to. No, nothing wrong with having friends that are female. I have a lot of them, but it's still, right. you know, if there's that connection, friends on it's bullshit thing. But if you have to get a girl drunk or drug her, drug her, give her something, you're yeah. not a fucking worker. You're not a fucking or worker. Or promise false hopes if you're in a, a position of power. 
I just that's 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 wrong. That's yeah, that's for, still rape. It's it's wrong. Yeah, that's and what was one of the things we were taught? Like honestly, Jason and his some of his generation <laughs> got it from us. But one of the main things our generation was taught was leave the business better than you found it. Mm-hmm. And we try that every time we're we're around yeah. the business. Like I, I try every time I'm around the show to give something to someone that no one else will. Like there's been plenty of times that I've seen a guy that shit shit worker. He's always been labeled a shit worker, but he's got something. And you gotta give it to him because that's where we were before mm-hmm. Woody took us under his yeah. wing. Both of us. I mean just but it's a it's where you were before we and Woody took you under our wings. Right. And just it's and that's part of it too. I mean there's being called a shit worker like I love the fact Tank calls people straight out to him. Yeah. You know, I mean, it caused me that a lot. Too. And what's going to happen though? You're either going to get offended, or get and, better, and stay the same, or you're going to look to get better. Yeah, I mean, was, we both looked to get better when we were younger when we had to deal with that. Um, a lot of us was shit we did. Yeah. Oh, my own demons cost me yeah. a lot of things. My, me I, too. I'm cool with that. I, I'm, I'm at a point in my life where I'm okay. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm a kid from Chickamauga, Georgia. So are you? Yep. We're both from Chickamauga, Georgia. Three. Yeah. I could I could lay everything I've done out on the table tonight and look back and be like, "Fuck, yeah, I've done way more than a kid from Chickamauga ever should have." Yeah, um, and this is this is the best business there is. Agreed. This is the we get paid to fake it. Yes. <laughs> we get paid. We get paid to lie to people. Yeah, to lie to people. And they know we're lying to them, but we still get them to believe. Especially right. when you can get that emotion out of them. And it's just, there is no drug. And I've tried drug. a few. There I've isn't tried a... the ones he has. <laughs> there's no drug that is like having that crowd in the palm of your fucking hand. Yes. No, there's no. So, but we're getting off on a tangent, but um, yeah, be a good fucking person. And if you don't have, if you have a problem about being a good fucking person, come to me. I'll talk to you about it. I just, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not. Stay gonna, away from kids. Stay away from other people's wives. Stay away from, you know. Vulnerable people. People that yeah. tell you they're not interested. Move on. <laughs> Go to someone else. Because trust me, it's a very woke society where there's somebody interested. And they will right. call you out on your bullshit now. Don't be manipulating your power to yeah. try to make advances on a woman that's just, I just up. Yeah, that's, um, that's bullshit. So. Agreed. But we'll get on better stuff. By the way, I'm sorry if I just have a fucking chip on my shoulder. I feel like teetotal shit. I haven't been able to sleep in the last couple of days. And today I got really hot and dehydrated in, in the kitchen. So, um. Just, in the kitchen where a bitch should be. Good job. Yep. <laughs> Jamie Kyle. Jamie Kyle used to have one good thing he did in life. He had this great line. He's like, if you can't handle wrestling, go put your apron on and go to the fucking kitchen. <laughs> oh, man. He got me with that. It's just like, fuck, Jamie. That's. Oh, Jamie Kyle. Yeah, just a. Uh, Good God. Mm. Only person I know that could blow on your pussy and your asshole at the same time, right? <laughs> that girl. Oh, man. You so, you've heard that story, right, I Josh? Not. All right. Brother is 540 on the hoof. Oh, God. Yeah, easy. And he's got a trach in. Oh, shit. And this is no shit. I was there when it happened. We're, we were repoing cars for him. He had a contract with nice cars. And it was a pretty collective crew there. It was uh, Jamie Kyle, Kenny Arden. Big Wood, me, Robbie Griffin, who's the son of uh, Eddie Griffin, who was fucking amazing. Yeah. And Robbie was the actual owner of the original UEW uh, before it shut down. 
and a hell of a musician too. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, still playing, still um, playing. Uh, exit. I think he's Jaeger Lane. He's back with Jaeger okay. Lane. They actually were at Buzz a couple <coughs> weeks ago. If you ever can get Damn. to see Robbie, he's awesome. Go see him. Yeah, you won't be disappointed. But uh, we're at a restaurant. It's like a little country buffet in Rome, right there off Martha Wait, Berry. That Highway. crew at a buffet. Where else would that crew I mean, go? Yeah, do you think they're just going to order a hamburger? <laughs> and, and keep in mind, I've known Kenny for years, but not really known him. You know what I mean? Hung out with him. So this is the first time I ever see how fat men eat at a buffet. Now, when I'm one of the smallest guys in the crew, you, with some, you with some hosses, son. So Kenny gets down, he sits down, the waitress takes her drink order, and I see him start messing with his shirt. Well, he doesn't, turn, fucking phone. he doesn't turn his shirt on inside out and backwards. <coughs> And I guess he seen me staring. He goes, you're staring at what? Why do you do that? He goes, if I draw some food, now it's on the inside and on my back. Won't nobody see it shining through the front. I was like, that's pretty <laughs> smart. <laughs> that's great. So Kenny always had a line, a couple lines he'd use on the girls. He'd go, hey girl, you look tired. Let me clear you off a place to sit. And he'd wipe his goatee so she could sit on his face. Well, Kenny says his line, Woody probably said his. Me and Robbie just worried about food because we're the only ones doing any actual fucking work, getting cars in. So we're ready to go back to work. Jamie looks at the girl and goes, hey, hey, darling, let me ask you a question. She said, what? He goes, you ever had a guy that could lick your pussy and blow in your asshole at the same time? <laughs> and she's like, no. And he goes, and blows out the tray. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is a thing. Had and- I not been in a wrestling business for like five years at this time, I'd have been fucking mortified. But to me, that was a normal conversation. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's, yeah. that's not, you know, that's wasn't. Didn't even bat an eye at that. You know what I mean? I already heard that damn line. Yeah. But it's just... Good times. Uh, so, good times. Let's uh, let's not, let's not do a little bit different. Okay. I've kind of been thinking about this, and I want to just... like Let's hit some just like... We've never done a podcast together. Never. So, let's just hit some good like matches we've all had together. Okay. How's that sound? Oh, okay. That'd be great. Um, let's start uh, with us in the beginning. Okay. At uh, that fucking bar. Gabby's. Nope. Moonlight Moonlight Lounge. Moonlight Lounge. <laughs> All right, we have, to, we have to set the story first. All right, so I met Drew probably in 97-ish. Probably. He was working at a local Chinese restaurant here that I love called The Great Wall. Didn't really know him. I knew who he was. Like, I mean, he was hard to miss. He was like five six, five seven, with white fucking hair. Long white hair. And so I was like... Well, that guy stands out in the crowd. So pretty motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward to a few years, I'm home and I'd uh, that's when I'd suffered a, a burn with some acid, watching TV. Different, not that not acid. not not that kind of acid, but like actual caustic acid. Burnt thirty percent of my body. It's, what bitch did you piss off? Nah, man, that's why my dick's so big. You got a bionic dick. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, turning through the channels and I find wrestling, and it's like. Four o'clock in the afternoon on Friday. So I'm like, oh, fuck, I love wrestling. So, and I'm watching it. What caught my eye was the guy in the in the shot. It wasn't in the ring. It was a guy in a bed, chained up with two chicks beside him. And I was like, holy shit, that's Nick Mitchell, a.k.a. Nick Rampage. So I start watching it and uh, come to find out the girl, one of the girls is a sister and the other one was the wife of a guy I played high school football against, guy Bailey Rush. So I'm like, this is pretty cool. So I find out they're having a show Saturday night. So I go down there and see it. And that's Drew's there. Actually, that was Drew's first match was right around that time. 
It was it was my yeah. first one. It was against Nick. Yeah, it was against yeah. Nick. Yeah. Oh wow. So I was there for that, and then uh, once the legs started healing a little bit, I kept going every Saturday night. Uh, I couldn't drive, so I had a friend dropping me off, or he'd stay with me, and we'd watch the show. And got healed up, and I asked the guy that on the show about training. So he was like, "Yeah, fifteen hundred bucks." So I paid my money or whatever. Never got in the ring with him. It was either Drew and Larry Piper, or Sledge and Iron Man. So well, you know they don't get Sledge and Iron Man don't get the credit. They no, train. No. They How many people around here got trained by me? Me, you, Piper, Rush. I think they tuned Nick up after what right. Morty had showed him. A lot, and I mean, there's a lot more that we yeah, can't. We, we weren't there for a while. Lex is yeah, prodigy, so, though. Yeah, but, um, Jerry Anderson. Yeah, they worked with you a lot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know they two don't, guys that don't get the credit they deserve. Yeah. And I mean, maybe and they were fucking over. Like, yeah, they were. Shit. They were. I remember baby faces. Like you a, had talked last week. I think it was about the PWI and how it had yeah. Russell in it. That was cool. I did the same thing actually in Doug's uh, Doug's retirement or Hall of Fame speech. I actually put over the kid reading the magazine yeah. and how cool that was. But with AWF and Iron and Sledge, I remember reading about them in the Sunday paper a lot. Yeah. yeah. And then seeing the the news channel, I think it was nine. Yeah, nine, nine channel. channel. I remember nine being on that. Was actually, they come up my first training session, yeah. if you remember. Yeah. Because he had me bumping on the floor. Didn't know what the fuck I was doing, so I'm bumping on the concrete. So I learned a little bit there and uh, don't really know what's going on behind the scenes because I wasn't back there. But I know that there was some gris- disgruntled employees. And Drew and Piper happened to be one, and Drew and I had become close, at the, and Piper, actually, yeah. we had all become pretty close at this time. I was actually, we were roommates. We were time. roommates, yeah, yeah. We were all three roommates, I just didn't pay rent, because I'd go home some. Nah. I'd buy the food and all the wrestling figures we had, though. We had a sweet <laughs> Titantron stage when it first came out, and all the Titantrons. Everybody's nice. like, oh, that's for your kid when they come around. Fuck no, that's ours. <laughs> You motherfuckers leave, we're going to have a match. How else do you come up with new moves? Exactly. Shit? Our tag finished because you had you to pick your yeah, kid up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so Drew was talking to me and he was like, hey, we're going to leave. You should leave too. So we're like, all right. So before we decide on where we're going, this spot show happens on like a Thursday night, I think mm-hmm. it was. Neither one of us are old enough to be in a bar, first of all. I think I'm 19, you're 18. Yep. So uh, yeah, because it was 99. Yeah, so yeah. So we're at this Moonlight Lounge Bar. Keep in mind, we're 19 and 18. Kids from White kids from Chickamauga, Georgia. And we're on Dodds Avenue after dark. Nice. In the 90s. In a bar. Was Jeff the ref there? In the stripe? No, he couldn't have no, no. no. been there. And that's the story we're getting <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you remember this or not, but we're in the back and they tell us, we can either pay you $5 or you can have all the draft beer you want and a tape. Well, the tape was the uh, Funk Cactus Jack deathmatch, Japan Japanese nice. deathmatch series. So we took that. With Gordy versus yeah, Jack. With Gordy that. versus Jack, and uh, Ricky and Robert rolling it against uh, Onita, and I don't remember who Onita's partner was, but it was it was an awesome tape. You know, back then, you could do a lot of bartering with VHS tapes. Right. Especially from Japan, because, I mean, you could get them, but they were hard, and this is before anybody really knew Pierce that yeah. well. And not down here either. Not down here, no. Uh-uh. Like down here, it was. You were lucky. We could get some stuff from Ace Slinger and Gordy if they had it. Yeah. But that was about it. Yeah. So we're at this show, and the first thing I remember about this show is that's the first <laughs> night I ever met Big Doug. Yep. Big Doug oh, was going to wrestle Richie, but Richie was doing the Soul Taker gimmick. And they're getting ready to go to the show, and 
The police bust in. That was the second. Was it the second? The second show is where the Doug, police bust. Yeah. Okay. Well, I finished the story. It was the second time, but the police bust in and take Doug to jail. And anybody that knows Doug knows that's that's par for the course. And uh, I remember Doug saying, "You motherfuckers don't put nobody in my match. God damn it! I'll be back by intermission." He didn't make it back by intermission, but he did. Richie's in the ring about to cut a promo. Doug busts through the front fucking door without handcuffs on. And I thought <laughs> they that, see damn. him get. Uh, arrested. Yeah, the crowd, the, the crowd sees him get show, arrested. I guess it, like I, my memory from back then, is really fuzzy. Um, I, I, there was two shows we did there, right? Mm-hmm. I, so I think it was the second one because we actually had a spot where you were going to work Richie. Yes. If this okay, all right. Here's what happens if Doug doesn't get out in time. Here's, you know, he's going to hit me with a choke slam and a fireball. That and, was the whole match. Oh, I, wow. I hadn't even had a match at this time yet. Just just training. Yeah. So, Doug. Got arrested and back out of Hamilton County. Yes. Processed through in yeah. an hour. Yeah. If that. Because you think drive time and shit like that. Did they just use his prints on file or what? <laughs> I, I didn't know him at the time. And keep in mind again, 19-year-old kid, not supposed to be in a bar, chicken maga. This shit's out of my fucking element. So I'm just, what I should have done the whole first few years of my career, sit in the corner and shut the fuck up. So... <laughs> Since Doug makes it back, I'm not needed to wrestle. But Drew is going to wrestle. Yeah, the first show Drew there. Drew Delight. Yeah, for you the were, very first time ever. Yeah, for, met the first time then. You know, he come down with Kenny. Uh, Daryl Fargo trained Drew. Believe no, that or Ken, not. Well, Kenny. Right. Kenny polished him up. Yeah, Kenny had a lot to do. You know, like we talked about the uh, right. finishing off. Yeah, he was. A, <laughs> he went to the Arden School of Finishing. But early. Early. <laughs> in the river? Huh? In, in the river. river. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there, but they're like, you're going to referee the match. Now, we all know Drew's 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, Drew Delight, maybe 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, yeah. I'm 6'3", yeah. and I'm the referee. <laughs> and we're both not at our physical best, you know. We're not all right. that big. And they're both still green as shit. And I've never wrestled. Or yet, refed. Or refed. So this is by far the worst refereeing you will ever see. And it's on YouTube on Pierce's hey, tape. Hey, I've seen Josh ref, okay? It's- yeah, I mean, you see a shitty ref. It was rough. But the three of us hit it off that night, which would later, what, about a year later, come into a tag team we were all three a part of that was mm-hmm. really fun and really good, PIC, yeah. Partners in Crime. Um, but yeah, and well, remember, because you weren't in the back yet at uh, Paul's. Uh-uh. Um, so Larry and I are there the next show, and it's like, um, hey, you know, we need to talk. All right. Um, so I heard y'all did a uh, show. Uh, and I don't think this conversation's ever happened between me and you. I don't think I ever know what pushed uh, yeah. y'all to leave, Paul. Okay. So uh, Paul's like, uh, you know, basically like, oh, you're signed a contract, da 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 You know, you can't do outside shows. Oh, yeah, we know that, Paul. Oh, yeah. Then why did I hear you did a uh, show at this bar last Sunday? I was like, Paul, I can honestly say to you, I never did a show at that bar that Sunday. <laughs> It wasn't on a Sunday. No, nope, it was a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Piper just looked at each other like, no, we didn't do that sh- Sunday. And both said it. They like, didn't even talk about it. Because we, um, we didn't understand how wrestling worked. Word, right. you, know, you know, telephone, telegraph, tele-wrestling. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, that was that was the it right there. It was, um, I mean, plus, I mean, we were... I watched some, like, my first year tapes. I got the shit beat out of me. Oh, yeah. Like, there was no, like... Even mm-hmm. when we went back to Paul's when he reopened, 
Jason and I went as a tag team. And uh, Sledge and I were a team for a little bit till they had a, another following. Till they and then split again. Us and then Iron and Paul. And he may sprinkle a few more guys here. Well, uh, Fly Guy. Fly Guy was Paul's partner. Yeah. And then uh, Night Prowler was back. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, um, he would change. No, James didn't come back when uh, it first opened. Oh, okay. Talking about Oliver? Oh, I, I know what you're talking about. You're yeah. talking about when they reopened. Yeah, okay, yeah. When they reopened. I was down in uh, Dalton at the time. Right. So. Well, he would try to take liberties with Jason. And I told Jason, I was like, fight back. So we were the only ones that I remember that would fight Paul back and make sure we got our shit in. And a lot of people don't like Paul. I can say this about Paul. Away from Paul's show, Paul's great. Like uh, I, you, you were at Southern All Star when Jimmy was running it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he told him he couldn't be the Nature Boy, and told him he was going to be a babyface. And he teamed with Adam Jacobs, and they were the most over motherfuckers there. Uh, Even yeah. when we went back to Paul's show, though, I can say this: Paul never lied to me. If he told me he was going to do something, he did it. If he told me this is my pay, he paid me. Um, all the way up until Jason and I had a falling out over our exes. Or, well, we're you know, not going to mention that at all. In this. Over that. But he left for a little while. And I told Paul that I would only come back for X amount of dollars. Not wanting to come back. And he, he gave me X amount of dollars every show. Can't um, blame him. What I always say about Paul is Paul's an asshole. Yes. But Paul is the same asshole that, that I met was. Set when I was 17 mm-hmm. years old that I know him now. And I've told, I think you may have been there when I've said this to his face, that you're an asshole, Paul. But you're the same. Yeah, you're the same asshole that I met when I was 17, and now I'm almost 40. Yeah. And you know what? In wrestling, I'll take somebody being the fucking same person. Exactly. Um, and Paul can work. Let's let's not say that he, motherfucker can work. Mm -hmm. Um, and he's got some guys at his show now that are good, like Shane Shane Williams. Yeah. The King Shane is awesome. Lex is really good. Kevin's really good. (laughs) I got to work Shane at the uh, uh, you're like this uh, Severeville Fair. We were nice. talking about the fair before yep. you got here earlier. Did you work it when Keith Hart used yep. to run it? We were talking about that. The one, uh, uh, You'd have loved it one year. Should I tell him? The yeah. steakhouse story? No, no, no. Who showed up that night? Oh! We're sitting there doing the fair, and uh, it was a Friday night part of the fair, and we're sitting there, and this old cat walks in. And I see this, like, fans are all over him out there, and I was like, what the fuck? Who's this? Who's this, Who's this old fuck? And he walks in, then I recognize who it was. It was Ron Wright. Fucking shit. Yes. Oh, I'll show you something on my phone. Yeah, that dude, like, I love his shit, man. Yeah. Just I wish there was more tapes. Uh, I love when Cornette finds the uh, uh, old audio and stuff yeah. like that. Um, Here's you one. Do you remember this? Since we, we kind of covered the our first thing, do you remember what happened after that with us? Probably a strip club. No, no, no. Not, not immediately. <laughs> not immediately. <laughs> okay. It probably was. Uh, Tuesday, we go to the blue building on McFarland. Yep. And we introduce ourselves, and they're like, you guys have to work out for us. It's like, okay. Keep in mind, I've never had a fucking wrestling match in my life. Drew's had a handful. So we get in there, and Drew calls everything, and we do everything. We get done. We roll out to the floor like, you guys are fucking awesome. Can you wrestle Saturday? <laughs> Again, Josh, remember I was talking Saturday on the way home about red flags that started coming up early that I should have got the fuck out? Right. But we didn't. So then they had a local TV show on UCTV3. So me and Drew crash it. I've been kidnapped on that show. Have I we told- crashed this TV show, right? 
By the time we get there Saturday, we're over with all five of their fans. They love us. You hear that? But, all five, damn it. But do you all remember your first match? Mine? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, because I bet mine wins. It was against the motherfucker. Oh, yeah, mine's worse. <laughs> mine's way fucking worse. Grandmotherfucker? Switchblade. <laughs> and we're a tag team. We're the Players Club, because that was a hot movie at the time. Still a hot movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. Okay, if it was Switchblade, it was either going to be Razorblade or The Woodsman. Ding! Ah! I went under to the worst heart attack ever. What? what? <laughs> the heart attack. Heart yeah. Foundation. Oh, yeah. Shit. Woodsman's supposed to help. And at this time, I'm you, not big at all. Like, you said the worst heart attack. I thought you meant Woodsman had one and fell out. <laughs> that would have probably been the best heart attack at that point. But at this time, I'm not a big guy. I mean, I'm, I'm bigger than... Drew and I'm st- I'm still six three, but I'm like literally like two thirty five, two forty. So still three a switchblade. Though. Yeah, Woodsman is built like our dads. He's about as old as our dads at this time, so he should have no problem holding me, even with me wrapped around him. And he's, he's a get- fucking woodsman. Yeah, he's he in the fucking. Even- <laughs> he get my feet off the ground. So here I am standing like I'm in a bear hug. And I'm guessing he just ducked down. Switchblade hits me with the worst clothesline ever, and that's the three count. I would not. I lost my first match to Switchblade. I still think I'm the only person who ever went through GXW that never lost to Switchblade. Oh, that was my whole job. It's a rite of passage. I think I'm the only one that never did because my first, the first time I ever worked in singles one-on-one. Would Fran still speak to you if you seen her at Walmart? Well, not now, but. Well, not now. (laughs) true yeah she wouldn't speak to any of us uh she would but only because she liked me because i guess i don't know because i actually wrestled for a year like i said i would we all left to go to the competition yeah i did too she she talked to me later yeah later i I went back you know when i was uh well actually i went to uh i went to their house to buy the ring Right before mm-hmm. who passed first? She passed first. She did. She passed first. I went right before she passed to buy the ring, and Grady decided he didn't want to sell it. And so then when she passed, I went to Frankie to buy it. But damn, Woody beat me to it. I'm gonna tell you right now. I thought Grady was gonna outlive every fucking one of us. Man, when he died, like hundred and dirt. Yeah, at least he took some pictures of the Civil War. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a yeah. paintings of <laughs> yeah. live battles. Yeah, he. Uh... Uh, Them courtroom artists for the fucking Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, the one that painted Lincoln at the Ford Theater. God damn. Uh, that guy behind you, Lincoln, he's just he needs to get out of the picture. That's the last pop Lincoln ever got. <laughs> you know, you go to Damn it, we said we weren't gonna get political. What you, the fuck? You know, you go to the theater and Booth, uh, Booth literally broke his leg. Yeah. Break a leg. Yeah. <laughs> um oh, that's some history jokes. We our fans will not understand. No. no. By the way, We're who very... the fuck is from Ireland? I yeah, want... <laughs> I still haven't figured that out. Send us a message, please. We got like a I think it's four... Leroy fucking with y'all. He's got his, he's got his IP trapped well, to Ireland. Then who's from Italy and Germany? Yeah. We got... And who's that well, female? Well, Skull's who's that from Germany. Timbers is from Italy. Yeah. Oh, Sean Tippers. God, love that bastard. We get to story time later. I got one with him. Which one? West Virginia. Oh, I love shit. West Virginia. God. Jesus. That's going to be the second second part of this because I'm not going to be here that long. So, 
I'm gonna let you. I, 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 I remember two. the most painful move you and I ever did. What's that? Movie theater show Johnny Blaze's Ring. Oh sh. We tried to superplex for the first time. Nobody told us to breathe out. Oh yeah, I never got trained to breathe out. So a superplex was a legit double down because we couldn't fucking and keep it. It's I, August and it's like 150 <laughs> degrees outside, so we hit that mat. It's like, <clears throat> did you break a turd rib? No. <laughs> and I was thinking the movie theater where we got like a the popcorn. popcorn, popcorn. I remember that story. I told Kenzie this the other day. It was the uh, the movie theater up past Hamilton Place. Uh, Winston. Uh, Winston. Not Winston. Uh, Winston. Winston. Yeah. It was up there, and uh, we go to see Sleepy Hollow with Johnny Depp. God damn. Just a random night. We're out fucking around, which we got to tell that. Story oh yeah, that's too. a. We're just out driving, and that's what we do. We'd go to training. We'd fuck off. We'd go see girls. We'd fuck off. We'd drive around. We'd go buy a Nintendo sixty four, play it for two days, take that shit back. <laughs> I mean, it was just, we were just we were kids. We were young, dumb, we were young, and dumb, and had a little bit of money and, and horny as shit. Oh yeah, we fucked everybody. Something, something <laughs> right. But uh, we're we got decided to go see this movie, and we're both you know history buffs like you, so Sleepy right. Hollow's always intrigued us. So we go to watch it, and uh, the deal was Drew paid for the tickets. I'd get concessions next time we'd swap or whatever. It's like okay, so. We're in there, and I was like, we order concessions. I go to get my wallet, and I can't find it. So now I got both hands in my pocket. And as soon as I do, he lights my ass up with chops. <laughs> and I was like, you motherfucker, stop chopping back. Homeboy behind the counter is loving this shit. Yeah. And he said, y'all love wrestling? We was like, yeah, we wrestle. And he goes, really? I was like, yeah. He goes, really? Where else? We tell him. And Drew goes, Put on a little match for you. Give us free popcorn. He goes, yeah. okay. I've been corny for a long motherfucker. <laughs> so we get a couple of suplexes and shit like that on the floor. And uh, I'm thinking, you know, like a free popcorn. Right. This motherfucker gives us the four or five foot garbage bag full of popcorn. God damn. Two of them. So we're sitting at the movie theater. I'm totally <laughs> No, no, we're not it's in the net. Like, there's nobody seeing that fucking movie. It's literally in the chair in front of us. <laughs> It was awesome. Oh, man. It's kind of like when uh, me and Johnny Rock tried to get those hoods off those guys at the Electric <laughs> yeah, Cowboy yeah. on Halloween. Well, oh, I got a great Halloween, uh, wrestling Halloween story. Well, we go to the Electric Cowboy, and, uh, hell, I'm, I changed gear to put clean gear on to go because it's Halloween. Hell, right. you know, dress up. We're out there, and there are these two guys that have got lucha masks on. And Rock's trying to work them the whole time. Hey, you know, we wrestle. Look, he's even re- wearing his yeah. wrestling shit. Come on, you, you give us the mask. So the guy's like, you know, just blowing him off, blowing him off. And then finally he's like, if I kick his head off his shoulders, will you give us a fucking mask? <laughs> he's like, Hampton, super kick. We're in the parking lot at this point. Like, everybody's leaving, drunk, trying to... Those guys are just trying to get the fuck away from, you know, from me right, and Rock. We're trying to figure out who's the soberest to right, drive yeah, home. yeah. It wasn't us. Because <laughs> he just says, You know who it ever was? You. Shut up. Oh, God. I don't no. know. Remember, because I left my car. I told yeah. my parents, I was like, You got to take me to find my car. They're like, Your car's outside. I was like, No, fuck, it's not. I was too drunk. My car's not outside. Open the front door. I open the front door. There's my car. The little red pony yep. ran down. Door wide open. Car still running. <laughs> right at the bottom of the steps. And I live on a fucking hill. God damn it. Not like, not like a little hill. Yeah, I, I live know. on a hill. And then the driveway is flat. And then there's a hill going to the porch. So I climbed it. And I guess I just rolled my big ass out. God. I, I, like I rolled down that hill before. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing punches. God damn. There, there was a night at the Rock and Country 
Chuck let me drive his truck home. <laughs> I remember not me, you, and Chuck were in his truck. I don't remember if we were going to or from, but I think we were speeding, and the cop got on the radio. You in the big red truck, slow the fuck down. <laughs> oh man, God, we just got we gotta get Chuck. Thought you were yeah. gonna tell the uh, Woody and Ted Allen. Oh, <laughs> Chuck's truck man, story. that wasn't Chuck's truck. That was the blue S ten of my dad's. No shit. Yes, remember the blue S ten? Me, Chuck, Woody in the cab. Oh, dear God. Ted Allen in the bed. I'll tell this one while you're here, so you'll get a key. All right. Everybody that knows Ted Allen, he was always the utmost professional. Right. Always. So this is Woody's birthday. This will be a two-part story. You didn't get to hear all of this. So Ted meets us at Woody's old apartment where him and Kenny lived at those uh, young yeah, blood yeah, yeah, properties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking So we, uh, we decide we're going to go out. So we hit the governor's for dollar beer night. We're all having a good time. My ex, Brandy, happens to show up with her new boyfriend. Everything's cool, cordial or whatever. We're bullshitting. We got about 200 beers, cups on the table. And Ted's fucking hammered, just. It's Woody's birthday. He looks at Woody and goes, Woody! Fuck your birthday. It's all about me. <laughs> so then I hear some commotion coming from behind us a little bit later, and I look, and Woody is mounted this dude. And he goes, You're fucking with thunder! Bam! Here comes lightning! Boom! And he's beating the goddamn it out of this guy, right? And we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> so security gets Woody, and then we all know Woody. Woody comes over to the table, and it's like a kid got scolded by his parents. He's got to go tell, got to go tell his friends he can't play no more. <laughs> Come on, guys. We got kicked out. We got to go. Right. Okay. So we ought to say we're going to go to The Rock now. Ted, so did like, Ted give him that look? Ted didn't have a look. <laughs> <laughs> so we, keep in mind, it's December, Woody's birthday yeah. month. Ted is riding in the bed of this S10. So we get to the Rock and Country Club, and we get out. Ted has a girl in the bed of this truck from the governor's. It's Chuck's ex-wife. <laughs> so you know the usual, we walk into Rock and Country, fuck a cover charge, we're who we are. All that bullshit he's told about the Rock and Country, legit. It's all fucking all true. That didn't, matter, true. didn't matter if it's a weekend or a weeknight or a karaoke night. You walk in, your music plays. So we walk in, they start playing our song. You turn the corner, the bathrooms were here, and there was like two steps up that had two chairs that sit there facing the TV. TVs were always on. Ted said, I'm going to sit right here and catch my breath. All right. So we go around, we fuck with whichever bartender me and Chuck were with that week. I think it was uh, uh, Big Titties, the blonde, Jennifer's friend. Can't remember her name. Anyway. Yeah, that, that narrows it down. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, at The Rock, it was always titties or the Asian one? Not titties in the front, not Asian in the back. This was before you. This was... Oh, okay. I was about to she say... She used to run with Sean Cosby and them. The DJ. Oh, okay. Can't remember her name. But anyway. So we got our oh. drinks. Yeah. <laughs> He you knows that was nice. Yeah. I don't remember her name. <laughs> it wasn't Ivy. It was before Ivy. I better shut up. Statue um, of limitation might not have run out on some of these. But we, uh, of course, now Chuck's ex wife's following him around and everything else. We ditch her. We get Ted in the bed of the truck. By this time, it's she like, already had Ted in the bed of the truck. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's about 2 30 in the morning. Me and Chuck's got to be at work. No, we didn't have to be at work. We had to be in La Follette, Tennessee. So we needed to get some sleep and wash gear. Uh, Woody had to go to work. Ted had to meet us in La Follette. Let me guess, Woody was still at the paint shop. Yes. Yeah. I'll tell you a funny story about the paint shop too. God almighty. <laughs> but uh, 
So we get to Woody's apartment, we drop him off, they get in, so he's got... Did you ever go in that apartment? Yeah. Okay, so you know it had the full living room? Yeah. Then it had the bedroom, it had the bathroom off. Well, he's got Ted set up on the couch. Woody's going to go to bed. He, he calls me the next morning. Which, when you get a call from Woody about four in the morning, it's usually comedy that ensues. Yeah. Especially if it has to do with a U-Haul truck. I always World think... championship I, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I always think about, you know when uh, David Young tells stories about something Aaron done... Yeah. I, that was what always reminds that me. That was my Saturday night at RCW at the end of the show. <laughs> Dave showed up shit fucking face. Dave was beyond drunk. Uh, but it, yeah. I, he, we start to, That's what brought a lot of this stuff back to mind because we sit there for like 40 minutes and just bullshitting about old stories. But Woody says he hears Ted get up in the middle of the night. Here's him rumbling around. And he looks over. Ted is butt naked. I'm sorry, he's got his boxers on at this time. And he's going to Woody's clothes hamper in the far corner. And Woody gets him, takes him to the bathroom. He says he hears piss hitting all over the floor. Yeah. Everywhere but the fucking toilet. Don't hear the toilet flush. Don't hear no hands being washed or nothing. He said, then he looks and he sees this this muscular body walking toward his bed. Big motherfucking chest. <laughs> <laughs> Naked now. God damn. <clears throat> Reaches for the covers. He crawls in. Woody crawls out the bottom. Oh, man. So that was the, that was the first and only time I've ever seen Ted not in his usual professional state. You know, there's always that one story. Robbie Griffin will always tell the one, the five horsemen story at the uh, Rock and Country. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, really, I didn't drink back then. No, no, I, you I usually was our driver. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I just I, I wasn't a beer guy. I've never been, never a, beer, been a beer guy, guy. except for the one time that fucking Leonard Skinner bought us a beer. Yes, Leonard Skinner bought y'all a beer. Yeah, they play, They uh, were there at the. Uh, actually, I think it was Robbie that introduced yes. us. Um, they were at the uh, Rock after they did Riverbend. Oh wow! Yeah, just yeah. hanging out, just like it's, normal fucking people. Yeah. Hell yeah! And they're like, "You want to buy? You, you want a beer?" No, but yes, sir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Well, yes, we used to get the beers when they were yeah. free. And <laughs> we could always get beers for free, depending on which bartender we could get liquor for free, which made zero sense to me because they should keep track of the beer more than they do the whale liquor. But anyway, oh, Massey fell asleep when he was doing it. Maybe they had John Taffer's Taffer. <laughs> fucking system yeah. or whatever but anyway Drew would always come back with like arms full of beers so like we'd grab what we wanted then he'd be like hey I got beers for a dollar yeah Rock and Country had dollar beer nights oh, shit. Not, no they didn't they Drew never, had dollar beer nights they never advertised it yeah. Drew had dollar beer night The Rock did like I said I've been calling you for a long time <laughs> but yeah I just I don't like beer like I've tried you know being in restaurants like I've got to try every single right you know I've got to tour uh 420s thing down there and all that and I just I'm old enough I just don't give a fuck I don't like it you know I like beer but I'm partial to my whiskey uh, that shit Leroy brought over the other day what was it the Maker's Mark Maker's Mark yeah Not single barrel reserved Gary Lamb had some of that when I went to Southern Honor oh, so smooth so good you know, I have not got to meet him like I've just talked to him a couple times on like dude Gary is awesome like I think me and him would get along you would that's you it would. like he's Gary's a carny Gary's a hustler and he'll tell you I don't know nothing about wrestling but he's out drawing everybody <laughs> he's out promoting everybody he's got a great locker room he's, but, a, he's a promoter he is That's, a promoter he's a true you know most he's of the time a legit when, promoter not a and I, I'll knock myself on it because I've been guilty of it he's not a wrestler term promoter he's not a money mark promoter he or is, a booker term or a booker term promoter he is a <coughs> promoter of numerous things like he just got through promoting a barbecue and brews festival nice that's, uh, that's, that's one of the yeah. things we talked about yeah he promotes I mean 
And when you meet him, dude, he's a preacher. Oh, wow. But he cusses. And he drinks. Oh, okay. He's a preacher we could be comfortable around. Spitfire. Yeah. <laughs> but even a lot cooler than John. Like, Gary no is shit. awesome. Like, yeah. I don't know. The church I'm going to now, he, he, they have the old school Baptist preacher. Nice. You know what I mean? Like, that. Like there's one... Um, like he's cutting a Triple H promo oh, after everything. You know, he gets, yeah, he gets. Kylie has started doing that now when she gets mad. Oh, Lord. Like if I'm getting on her nurse, she'll yeah. oh, my God, Dad. Uh. So I cut, <laughs> and she kept doing it the other day, so I cut a, I cut a yeah. Triple H promo on her. She didn't think it was funny. I'm fucking rolling. Like, I pissed myself. I was yeah. laughing so hard. Yeah, Keith, Brother Keith, he, uh, like he preached one day on, uh, preached on hell. And Baptist preachers don't preach on hell no, no more. No. You know, and then the next one preached on the, uh, um, where we all go in the sky. What's it called? Heaven. No. Um, oh, uh, purgatory. No. It, we're in Revelations. You're talking to the wrong people right, about sorry. the Bible. You know what? I'm, I'm sorry. I forget my audience. When, when all the good people disappear and y'all motherfuckers are still oh, here. Rapture. Rapture. Raptures. <laughs> Yeah, um, I want one of those little blue ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it, it's about the right times in the world right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, no, no, all joking aside, I, I do believe in religion. I don't really go to church. Cause yeah, I think I none just, of us really go to I church. don't believe in church. Um, I don't believe in organized religion. I, I love Christ. I hate Christians a lot. Yes. Amen. 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 And that's just... Um, uh, that's and just, if I didn't before then, these last few weeks have shown me that Christians, and I'm doing air quotes, people. The quote, Christians are some of the worst people in the world. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's what I really, okay, I've been, I've been pretty, you know, I don't, I don't talk about my faith much. Right. Just because I don't want to be that Christian. Right. And, and you know me for a long time. Right. I've been the same way on, you know, years. Yeah. And it's, um, fuck, it has been. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I hate two-faced Christians because exactly. it, it, yeah. it you want to do something to bring someone to a better place and be a better person. Even if you break it down into the theology of it, but you're trying to be two-faced, you know, yeah. if you can't, you know, the perfect thing I said was <laughs> you can't preach God's love when you have hate for someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Which is perfect. Like, everybody at this table knows my past. I, I am the least racist person you will ever meet. Oh yeah. Ever. <clears throat> So, oh, and I can back you up on the getting pulled over in Chickamauga. Yes. I remember you were you there. Come, yeah. yeah. You were there a couple of times. Yeah. And I was coming to your house a couple of times yep. with her with me. Because we, we had to put your uh, tins back into the yeah. speaker box. <laughs> yeah, because they dug them out looking for drugs because I looked suspect because I had a black girl in the car with me. That's what I'm saying. Like, not to get too onto it, but like, if you're one of those people that say, I'm not racist, but you're fucking racist. Yep. Period. Yeah, just um, and there's no room for that. I mean, there's none. Like, if you go to a blood bank to get a blood transfusion, can't tell me whose blood's whose. Right. Exactly. We all bleed the same. We all feel the same. And a lot yeah. of stuff going on, I agree with. A lot of stuff I don't agree with. But those are my you know personal what? And, views. And, and that's the thing you can. Right. Okay. Exactly. Look. Look. Everybody, you know. I let's say how I always put it. You know, I'm invited to cookout. Fuck, no, I'm, no. A, I'm allowed to bring t uh, potato salad just because I can cook. You can cook the potatoes. <laughs> yeah, salad. just so yeah. I can, because I can't. But it's been like that since day Me and one. Chuck will crash the cookout. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, shit, I went to Freak Nick when I was younger. Yes. Yeah. You know, and just, it's, I've seen that side of the community too, 
Um, and you can't be in this business and have hate. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I mean, I've seen a lot well, of. Well, you can, but you shouldn't because yeah. it's just um, there's no room for it, but, people. But you know, I'm black personally, lives matter. But I'm also for there's really good cops. Uh, there you is. Know, my, yes. my, yeah. my wife's dad and stepmom are cops. You well, know, it's like I was telling Josh the other day. I'm at a damn show. Turn around, and I'm seeing the damn tightest bicycle shorts on a damn bike cop, Simon. Simon Sermon. Sermon. Yeah, Simon. And like, like Drew was saying on a couple of podcasts, it's you can't be a silent non-racist anymore. No, you, you can't be silent about anything. No, that's if, I think, if you're in the position that we're in, even you as a referee, you have to stand up for this shit. Like, yeah. I mean, it's it's bad. One of my best friends in the business is Murder One, mm-hmm. and you can look on my Facebook and see that. There's been people on my Facebook that will post offensive shit that I don't know about. He's tagging me in it so I can take the action to get these people out of my life because I don't need that shit. I don't need that negativity. But one thing you said was Black Lives Matter. Let me address that real quick. What they're saying is not all lives don't matter. That's by far not what the fuck they're saying, you ignorant motherfuckers. What they're saying is Black Lives Matter. And there needs to be attention brought to it. And if you think this shit is fucking new, go back and watch the movie Selma. If you don't fucking get emotional when they're breaking out hoses and dogs on people just doing a fucking march, you're an idiot. 100%. A goddamn idiot. Non-violent march. Colin Kaepernick. Non-fucking violent. You protest the way they did in the 60s. It's not good enough. You do a sit-in. Don't protest that way. Take a knee. You take a knee. Not don't protest that way. Right. What? Wear a shirt that says, uh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Don't me. protest that way. It's bullshit. You can't have everything your way, people. Well, it's just like the whole, you know, <clears throat> many guys, you know, wives will accuse you from cheating, and they don't until the fact that they're like, okay, well, fuck, I will. Yeah. Yeah, so you keep you on, you're going to push somebody into something. You know, if it's, if you, something I love to see, and it's just a little bit off of it, but it's a, uh, I love seeing like Chattanooga and Atlanta, how diversified the protest is. Yeah. Yes. You know, that's, that's, yes. That, that yes. picture of CNN mm-hmm. where there's a Hispanic guy, a white guy, and a black guy, and it's all, you know, like the white guys holding the Black Lives Matter. You know, that just, that's, that's well, fucking America. Well, my friend, where was my it? friend that made the uh, original UEW shirts, uh, Jerome Foster. You remember Jerome? Yep, I remember. Uh, he owns his own shirt company, Chat Town Boy. Uh, he's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. But he's making Black Lives Matter shirts now at cost. Whatever your size shirt costs him, he's making it for that. Plug that again. Chat Town Boy on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. If you can't find it there, look up Jerome Foster. Uh, he'll meet you, or you can. he'll even invite you to his house. And when I say that, man, he's had people, diverse people, people we went to high school with, that you wouldn't think supports the things that we all support, but... He does, and it's just like he's trying to get word out of what that what the movement is all about. And if you've never experienced some of the stuff that they've been through, I have. Drew has. Drew's been with me when we were singled out because we looked suspicious because we had black people in a car with us. That's fucking bullshit. Bullshit. Just because we had rap playing and I had some rims on my car. Big fucking deal. Why does it matter? So there are good cops, but there are some pieces of no, shit yeah, and, too. And that's you know that's what we're learning. We've learned in wrestling that it's some yeah. people. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, a little political. Okay. Just You're I'm gonna call somebody a dumbass. So I'm not gonna name names, but there was a officer that retired from Walker County. He was a uh, SRO. SRO. Yeah. Um, at Le- resource yeah, officer. Yeah. I think exactly what you're talking at about. At Lafette, and then he retired and working part time in Rossville. In Rossville. 
And on one of these, there was a, a crime that took place uh, uh, five. In yeah, in Atlanta, mm-hmm. five um, black kids uh, home invading, da 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 da. Well, down there in the bottom of the comment, he said, It looks like we need to hang him. Yeah, you motherfucking like insensitive fucking piece of shit. Yeah. You know? And I'm I'm sure that somewhere down the line, he knows parts of my family on the good and the bad side. But, you know, that's just, that's an ill-timed, you know. Ignorant. Ignorant at this, you know. Like we said before, be a decent fucking human being. Know yes. the room. You know, if you have. Look, it's like you were just saying. Good cops, bad cops. Mm. There's good white people, bad white people. Good black people, bad black people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't just look at somebody and say, hey, they're a piece of shit. Too good to know. Right. Um, and like you were telling me earlier, like me as a referee, you know, I've also got to stand up. Like when we had that show in Subligna and that crap was happening over there. You know, I was getting ready to go for Which, the by the way, on that, kudos to Luke Patterson and crew for handling that shit the way they did. Yes. Yes. Uh, I heard y'all talk about it on your podcast, and it's probably a good thing I wasn't in Subligna that night. So, I'm sitting out, we're getting ready for the main event, and this little black girl's running outside, busting out crying. You know, her mom's right there, and I'm sitting there trying to console the best I can, but, you know, there's not much I can do. Right. And I'm sitting there, all I hear is saying, why Why am I so different? Why Why is the color of my skin so bad? You know, her mom's trying to console the best she can. It's okay. They're just jealous. That's you know? ridiculous that a child has to go through that. And, you know, her mom was talking to somebody else, and I'm just, you know, sitting there trying to talk the best I can, and talk about how she's... Yeah, with some stuff I'm not going to say anything because that's her personal business but you know there was some serious issues and stuff like that and I'm sitting there trying my best not to cry as I'm going after the main event because it's, I had to it's crazy. that there's no point in it's, it it's just a what's the promoter um, not TWA but the other one that was up there um, right. the one we talked about um, they I told them I'd go there Pikeville it's not Pikeville no uh, Gunner yeah Gunner um, Gunner them, Daniels WF yeah uh, <coughs> them uh, McDonald when yeah. um, Matt Wade um, fuck my um, it just was a dumbass. Oh, and, and, oh. and whatever reason, uh, Matt Devlin, yeah, Matt Devlin, whatever reason, oh, refused to uh, wrestle James Anthony, which James Anthony is fucking of, phenomenal. He's one of the best fucking workers in the independent. James, I put James Anthony like five times. Hey, uh, he didn't come from North Carolina because he's that good. Yeah, um, thank he, you, by the way. Yeah, he, uh, just an amazing worker, one of the best guys in the world. Um, Nephew, I love you. I just want to tell you. Um, and let's not go. You know, I've heard some of the inside stories and shit like that on what happened. It's still what we received. But that promotion going, hey, no, uh, get the fuck out of our doors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and, um, wow. you know, Matt going through whatever he's going through. That's cool. Like, I'm not getting into him personally because. We love CC. Well, not because I love CC, but I've talked to him personally. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I'll uh, talk to CC and him, and that's, that's our business. Right. So I won't. You know, that out. Exactly. You know, I try to. You gave your word. Yeah. um, And, you know, it's not like I know everything and shit like that, but a lot of people confined in me on a lot of shit. I know some. Ray Fury used to, uh, when we first started riding together, we're going up to. uh, Fuck, I have no idea who so many of them shows. Um, But uh, he's like, I love riding with you. I get to hear the dirt on everybody. (laughs) (laughs) People just called me because they knew I was on the road. like, hey, listen. Yeah. And just, I've done that. So, um, but I don't tell shit either. Uh-uh. I know, trust me, yeah. I know where all the bodies are hidden. Yeah. And I won't ever tell. That's not even a bench joke. Yeah. All, all the local <laughs> bodies are hidden. Yeah. Huh. All uh, the body counts that uh, nobody knows about. And, I said Vince. We got to give Shane a shout out on that one. Yeah. God damn it, pal. 
Um, I miss that big motherfucker. Yeah, I miss the whole. Thank you again on that one. Yeah. Yeah, um, let's talk about that. Talk about Shane? Yeah, how'd that happen? All right, so um, when I started UEW, it's because I had left TWE. Um, shit happened. Oh, yeah, shit happened. It's good now. Um, but I was told about a guy named Shane Daniels there. That he was a piece of shit, and he was this, and he was that. So now he is a piece of shit. Let me yeah, what you're yeah, piece of shit. but he's but he's my piece of shit. He's their piece of shit. So there was uh, one of these times. I know Drew's talked about this on here before, where you know Drew will either double book yourself or triple or quadruple or quintuplet book yourself at sometimes, or you may have him booked, and somebody may call and say, "Hey, I need you. I'll give you this much money," and that's what happened. Double double pay. He me. called me on a Friday. It was triple. No, no, it no, was triple. No, that was a different one. This one, the first I actually, thing. I double booked myself. Okay. So he tells me, he said, I double booked myself. And I was like, fuck, all right, I'll find somebody. He goes, don't worry, I got somebody coming. I was like, who was it? And he told me Shane Daniels. And it didn't hit me at the time. And then uh, I was like, what does he look like? So he told me, I was like, all right. So I put him in there. Which, yeah, maybe, I think it was maybe Aiden Wright. I seen Shane, and he worked out in the ring beforehand. I was like, hmm, we'll start turning so he has his match. I think they were like first or second. And then you remember the old UEW building. I had the yeah. futon where I'd sit over there. So I'm sitting there. He comes back and I, I call him over. And literally before I know it, it the show's over. I sit there and talk to Shane for over an hour and a half. Just about everything. I, and I told him. I flat out told him. I said, I was never going to give you a shot because of what I heard. And what I heard was wrong. I heard that he was, you know, unprofessional. He wouldn't do business. He had an ego. He was this and that. But you met Shane. You've been around Shane nothing further from the fucking truth so at that point i then had my heater i had my fucking heel that was going to run rough shot all over and he did he beat jordan and he kept beating jordan and he kept and he beat every fucking body until we get to that magical night in the cage and then there was so much office that night yeah because then one night we were able to turn one of the two biggest baby faces in the company Jordan. Yeah. The biggest heel outside of Shane, Viper. We flipped both of their roles and did three title swaps in the same match and had NSFW take over. Somebody may cut a little too deep. <clears throat> Me. And I still remember this. Y'all are still on the floor and Jason's in there. I don't know if we've ever told you this part. And Jason's like, it's Jason and Menace. He goes, what do you want to do? The fans are ready to kill him. I said, shoot. Start cussing. Start cussing at Lila. Get, call a goddamn ambulance now. He's fu- he's about to pass out. Call a fucking ambulance. Get these fucking people out of here. Okay, just, I want to tell y'all, I love baby faces like y'all that save our asses. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I confided you in this before. Yes. And uh, he that- tells me that he didn't double book himself. He sat home that night to give Shane that opportunity because he knew I would love Shane. So not only did it give me the heel that I needed at the time, it also gave me a friend to this day that I could call on. I mean, that's, there, that's, there's very few people, and I know when we were taught, if you can leave this business with a handful of friends, you did great. Uh, three of them are here. The other ones would be the Collins boys, and then the fifth one would be Shane that I know I could call at any time of night. And if we're able to help me, those five guys, or six guys, would be there to help um, me. But yeah, that, that's something... At that time, and I was just using Shane as an example there. We'll start putting your motherfucking ass over. Shane's um, not in the mail. Yeah, no check from here. <laughs> we don't um, have a cool studio like the other show. But, uh, that show was awesome. 
I'm pretty sure I've done that to you too. What's that? Go say, hey man, I'm, I've double booked myself. Can you go here? I think so. There, there was a lot of people when I was running really hard that I was using that to, to get them opportunities to, to double book myself. And I, I'm actually sure I can't not think where I fucking did it though. Remember how easy it used to be to get bookings though? How much easier it was before the internet though? <laughs> you, you just missed it, man. No, yeah, really, dude. It was simple. You have, you have a match. You impress one person that's got some kind of pull. You're in. You're in everywhere. Professor loved us. Yeah. Um, Woody loved us. Um, Iceberg loved us. Yeah. Last time I seen him, he gave me a big hug and told me I should have been down there with y'all or with them. We got booked at a funeral. How the fuck you get booked at a funeral? We're at Terry's Terry's funeral. Uh, Gordy, and uh, it, it was so fucking crowded. So oh, cool. like we we kind of did the rounds, and then we're standing outside talking. And uh, I remember Iceberg just kind of looks at us. He goes, "Y'all booked on the next show, or we need to get y'all down to the next show, or something like that." Yeah, where I worked, uh, Dark Gable, Dark Gable, and uh, uh, Sweet Daddy. Yeah, Sweet Daddy. And Dark Gable posted again yesterday. Yeah, he, they beat the fuck out of me. Actually, man. both of our matches are on. Yeah. I work Taint. Yeah, I was a lot. Man, Tank, <coughs> damn, we look like baby. Tank sent me the video. Like Pierce sent it to me, and I didn't open it. And Tank sent it back to me. He's goddamn, we look like fucking babies. Like we could both see our dicks. <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> um, Tank had to look a little harder, but he could see his. <laughs> this yeah. is when before at Coca Cola, you remember you couldn't have the beard. Yeah, so he liked the little porn star mustache. Was all he had. He was still wearing those black and red boots and the the shorts. Damn. Yeah, uh, shit was off. But that was that was the first. Bigger show that you and yeah, I had. a couple thousand people. Yeah, there. and it was uh, it was right there at Abby's restaurant. It was the gym oh, right in front yeah. of the restaurant. Right I, I'm telling you, I've never seen anything like um, it was Abby and Iceberg in the main. Yeah, because oh, wow. of course, okay. Yeah, and Abby still, uh, you know, this is like Abby's last part of his really working. You know, I mean, it's it's like shit. He's two thousand. Yeah. Um, and uh, damn, we're old. Abby. Picked up a chair, like Iceberg's beating the fuck out of him. Boom, boom, boom. Abby gets some juice, da, da, da. I, you know, Abby, Iceberg, you know, Abby put Iceberg over really heavy. So he was taking ass whooping for Iceberg. And then all of a sudden, like, he gets one shot in. This wasn't long after uh, Burger come back from wrestling Pogo in Japan yeah. either. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Abby picked up a chair. And these thousands of people, and I'm not even trying to, you know, play it there. Uh, the video's there. Yeah. I and mean, you'll see the people. Yeah. yeah. Picked up that chair over his head. And every person in that crowd had their hands up in the air, just like he did. Like they were holding an imaginary fucking chair. And when he came down, everyone in that crowd, he gave him like 10 chair shots just because he's seen it. You know what I mean? Oh, wow. I mean, I got, I'm up sitting, there's a track above it. I get fucking, like I'm getting, look, like yeah, I'm getting goosebumps right fucking down. It was literally the easiest crowd to work. I think y'all were first. And we were first. And we were second. These people have never seen us. Drew's over like fuck. I'm over. I come out to a Nelly song. I couldn't even tell you what it was. But I remember I walk out and they pop so big. I swear to God, you guys, Drew, I look back because I thought Abby was coming to beat the fuck out of me or something. <laughs> like I thought I was going to be a sacrificial lamb. Has anybody so, seen that, by the way? What? Go ahead. Sacrificial. Abby, oh, yeah. So I'm baby facing and I look kind of back and Abby's telling me to go up in the stands. So I start walking the bleachers baby facing with these people. And then come back and get my ass beat by Tank. It was fucking awesome. I mean, it was. Nice. It was then we went to Abby's restaurant, which was really fucking yeah. cool. Just uh, the memorabilia and the history in that place was awesome. Hell yeah. And the hepatitis. Not <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> long after yeah. that, when, uh, you had the Japan tryout. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, one of the two times Terry called me Drew. He's always, hey, brother. The, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
It was that one where you asked me to do that tryout and when you uh, introduced me to uh, Ray and Ben's mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Connie. Yeah, we're talking about uh, Rock and Country. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure you know. Uh, you know I saw Gordy uh, like two hours before he died. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I was working at a uh, carpet mill, third shift. I was like, fuck it, I'm going home. Uh, just didn't want to be there, whatever. You're young, you leave work. Right. Um, so I stopped off at, you know, uh, there to get some drink. And there's Abby and Mahler Mays. Oh, by the way. Uh, Rest in peace, Tim. Yeah. Um, oh, what? Yeah, he passed. Yeah, Tim passed uh, Last two week. weeks ago. Wow, I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't sleep. <clears throat> so, um, uh, that's another one about yeah. the world of us. Yeah, really, yeah. yeah, he put us over. Um, but seeing Terry and Mahler there, and I swear to God, Terry was stone cold sober. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's like, oh, you know, whatever killed him. Yeah, it was a lifetime of doing it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that night. Mm-mm. He was wow. sober. Yeah. And uh, Tim took him to wrestle Tommy Rich in Ohio, and they had come back. And uh, which the week before was the week I wrestled him at UEW, and we did they did the uh, Alka-Seltzer spot yeah. to me. I told you that one. Yeah, uh-huh. he came to the back just like you know, yeah. we all freaked the fuck out. Like the Terry showed me. Terry's was it? It was a tag. It was me and Terry yeah. versus Santana and uh, Richie. Yeah, and uh, they hit him with something, something in his throat, and he's down selling his fucking throat. Well, he starts foaming at the fucking mouth. If you remember, a few years before this, the motherfucker had a stroke in an airplane, did the same exact shit he's doing here. So I'm freaking the fuck out. So I run to the dressing room and fuck kayfabe. It's like everybody hits the ring. So we all get him back and we lay him on the AIDS-infested couch back there at UEW. Oh, yeah. He's jerking his shit. And that motherfucker just looks at me and goes, ha, ha, got you, brother. <laughs> and I was like, man, I felt like shit. Fuck. But then I, then I was like, fuck, Gordy likes me enough to rib me. That's yeah. pretty cool. And he didn't kill me the night he caught me doing the Terry strut at the Rocky Country. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, Give Me Three Steps would come on, me, Drew, and Chuck would always take turns doing the Freebirds dance. And then I was doing the, the Terry the Bam Bam Shuffle uh-huh. and turned around and there that motherfucker is just like right with me and Drew right now. And I was oh, like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's good shit, brother. <laughs> or that night he asked me to dance with his, that girl he was with, that black-headed girl he was with. Hey, brother, my girlfriend thinks you're cute. You can give her a dance. <laughs> yes, sir. I remember, I remember uh, one of the nights. No, sir. Somebody, there was a there was a bar fight at the Rock and Country. Really? No. Yeah. Um, was that the night when they say... Instead of hollering security block, Gordy boys. Uh, no, it was. It's kind of like I think it was actually before we got to that position. Yeah, we broke uh, up more fights. <laughs> security was just there to look the part. Yeah. Um, we they were there. Up they were the there. That Chuck started. Security was there to buy dollar drinks for me. <laughs> <laughs> we broke up most of the fights that Chuck started. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure this actually is a Chuck uh, fight story. Probably um, is. I'm all of a sudden like like we would let Chuck have it, you know, at first, you know, yeah. other people start jumping, whatever. Um, but all of a sudden, I feel this big fucking forearm come around my neck. I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> you know that when you're, yeah. you're in that situation, you're like, yep. yeah, well, I'm about to go to sleep. <laughs> yep. And uh, I reckon, I, there's only like two people that big in there. And I was like, oh shit. Terry's me. Terry's me. Terry's true. Terry. <laughs> oh, okay, brother. Just push me. Like, shove me to the fucking ground. Okay, brother. Keep going. Keep going. Oh man. man, we had some good times. Yeah. Oh, um. Oh, Ben, you got to tell the story about when you got locked out of the hotel room and you no sold it in the lobby. Was that you? Oh yeah, yeah. So I forgot about this. So I was talking to Dave the other day. My first road trip 
It was uh, for Burt Prentice. Uh, we were doing Wild Side, and Bill was sending oh, some. Go ahead. Never mind. It's not no. the right climate. No. <laughs> we had Paris with us. We, had... we made that joke. Too. We did. So, did. We really made that same exact really? joke. So Bill was sending some guys from Wild Side up there to do like an invasion mm-hmm. angle, right? So uh, it's a pretty sweet deal. Like he paid for a suite and everything. And check this suite out, right? It's me, Adam Jacobs, Bobby Hayes. David Young, Air Paris. All right. Yeah. So we get there, and it's not my first real major like road trip of any extent. Like we're gone from Wednesday to Sunday. We'll be back Sunday. Uh, get there the first night. We do TV, not a big deal. Next night we do a little spot show. Um, Saturday morning, they're like, "Hey, go get some ice." I'm like, all right. So I take the ice bucket, go downstairs, come back up. They open the door when I knock on it. Because back then, this wasn't a, a yeah. punch thing. It was an actual key. So we only had one key. I didn't have it. So they opened the door and put the fucking gimmicks on the door so I can't get in. So they just take the ice and fucking laugh. Well, then they dump the bucket and give it back. So about three times of doing this, they won't let me in. I was like, ah, fuck it. Woody had always told me no sell the rib. Right. So this time, I'm still in fairly decent shape at this time. So I got my boxers on. And I'm sitting down there in this lobby at a hotel on Broadway in Nashville. Sit there, kick back. They got two chairs and a table down there. <laughs> TV's on college game day. I'm sitting there watching TV. About two hours go by. I'm he was no- singing Rocky Top. I'm no-selling this like a motherfucker, right? About two hours later, Adam comes down. He goes, God damn, boy, what the fuck you done? Oh, watch football. <laughs> God damn, when you come back up? I did. Door's locked. He goes, God damn, you're just fucking with you. I said, that's why I'm no-selling. <laughs> he said, well, God damn. Homeboy behind the counter there done called Bert and said there's a dude naked down here. <laughs> oh, fuck. I got so a Bert's just got... perked up and he's like, wait, huh? <laughs> that wasn't even the... That wasn't yeah, even, yeah, I had another that one. Wasn't even, that wasn't even the best. <laughs> remember that story, that trip. We get to uh, the fairgrounds. And keep in mind, I'm a student of the game. I'm a huge fan of wrestling, especially territory wrestling. So it's the first time you worked at the fairgrounds. Yeah, fuck so yeah, I'm, taking, cool. I'm taking it in. I'm like, God damn, this is fucking awesome. This is before TNA. I mean, this is yeah. just... Old, dumpy-looking, fucking rundown Nashville Fairgrounds. But it's the goddamn Nashville Fairgrounds. Yeah. So I'm I never get to wrestle at the Omni or Reunion Arena or the Sportatorium. But now I'm at the Fairgrounds, so I'm taking it all in. And Bert comes up and he goes, you're second, get dressed. I was like, okay. So I go find my bag. Can't find my bag. And I was like, maybe I'll put it in there. Because the Fairgrounds had two dressing rooms. She had a face and a heel dressing room off of the sides of the fucking building. <coughs> and we still used it. You had to get your finish to the referee. So I was like, maybe it's over there. So I couldn't find it. So no sale. So I think somebody's fucking with me. It'll turn up. So it keeps going and keeps going and keeps going. Finally, Bert tells me about the third time that you find your fucking shit, get dressed. I'm not fucking telling you again. Well, uh, Ashley Hudson, you know, Ashley, do you remember Ashley? No. Do you remember into WCW Daphne crowbar was trying to date Daphne, but Daphne had a boyfriend that looked like crowbar. Yeah. That's Ashley Hudson. Okay. He's from Australia. Fucking phenomenal. So he's like, hey, mate, better get dressed. I was like, okay. You don't have your bag, do you? I did. <laughs> he goes, you're the Cornelia, Cornelia guys, right? And I said, like, yeah. He goes, goddamn David Young. <laughs> he's like, come on. So we got into the arena. Luckily, they're not fans in yet. And you've been to the fairgrounds. Yeah. All right. Looking at the fairgrounds, that motherfucker's like a 40-foot ceiling, 400-foot ceiling is what it felt like to me. I look, there's my bag. Got them oh, padlocks fuck. around it. So I had to get on a scissor lift, being scared of fucking heights, <laughs> with Ashley Hudson driving a scissor lift up for me to get my goddamn bag down. 
Oh, son Another of a thing, bitch. David thought this shit was funny the other day. Um, Bill calls and asks how everything was going. I go the fuck off. I've not really got paid to wrestle. All I've done is like local shit around here, you know what I mean? And then fuck no, I ain't going back. Fuck that motherfucker. We had a guarantee. I'm getting $10 a night. That's not what my guarantee was. So then uh, I'm going to fuck off and Dave's like, oh shit, my bad. We'll handle this. What Bert was doing was he was giving us $10 of stipend so we could have food and get food and shit. <laughs> then we'd meet at his house on Sunday and get the rest of our money. Then no go fudge. home. That way we didn't blow our money. So anytime I wrestled for Bert after that, if it was a one-shot deal, as soon as I got there, he'd have my money. But if it was at least two days, like when you went with us, we did the the Athens and whatever yeah. that other one was. Riceville. Yeah, Riceville and Athens. Uh, Chuck and Jason got paid the first night, but I'd just get all mine the next yeah. day. And uh, Chuck showed his ass that night. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Chuck, you know, if you negotiate your money and it's wrong, by all means, you have a right yeah. to drop this is a lesson, guys, too. If you don't negotiate money with somebody, never bitch about your fucking payoffs. Period. Chuck didn't negotiate. Chuck just showed up. Yeah. We had a spot. I think Drew Delight was actually supposed to come from uh, Athens and fill the spot. He couldn't make it or whatever. So Chuck wrote up and filled the spot, and he got paid 25 bucks. 25 bucks for a spot show is not bad, especially when you got, I think there was four guys with us paying trans. Yeah, and a lot of, right. a lot of networking there, too. Yeah, and he, he teamed with me against... Uh, the Chase and Cass, or was it Chase and Andy? Probably Cass back then. I think it was. Oh, this is, I think it was Andy because it was right after Candido died because we did the okay, 10 Okay, was Andy. <clears throat> yeah, we actually worked the naturals, which Cass was a natural too, but... Uh, That's the fucking best gimmick ever. The naturals? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. no, Chase. Oh, Chase. Being the natural. Yeah. That's... Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nothing natural about that boy. <laughs> uh, Except a pickled liver. That's all natural. Come from grains. Barley. Damn. <laughs> Hops. Yeah. yeah. My my liver's about the same. Actually, no, my, my liver enzymes are great. Oh, fuck. And <laughs> we forgot to say this. Um, So, uh, before this happens, we telling stories and bullshit like, just like this right here. And uh, all of a sudden, we start talking about pills, you know, because pro wrestlers <laughs> talking about pills. Right. When I first got here. When we fir- when he first got here, we were talking about pills. I gave him He gave me one of these little, I gave him a little piece of candy. Little popping candy here. I said, here you go. Left. It's a little white round yeah. thing. And I looked at it and I was like, What is that? He said it's a little popping candy. Tastes like Sprite. And I was like, Okay. And I was like, damn, I've changed. Before I wouldn't even ask what it was. It yeah. just went in my mouth. <laughs> been like, okay. You got uh, more? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we're talking about pills. Yeah. There's a fucking bottle right, sitting right here. The fucking blood pressure medicine. Yes. Yeah. God has changed. Yes. God we have damn. changed so yeah, much. Our, our pills the bottle now, of pills have changed. Our pills now, we trade the dressing room to keep our asses alive. Um, it's not Soma's and Hydro's anymore. Fuck it's... a Soma. <laughs> fuck a goddamn Soma. Fuck a Jacob Hayes. Oh, damn, have you heard that one? Yeah, I have. Fuck me. Oh, oh. I ain't never been. He I did. spent $100 on goddamn Red Bulls. <laughs> Laid uh, up on a fan. So, to, that's the night Logan Chase had to let me in. I'm at a ho- I'm at our hotel, the one right next to Cotton Eye Joe's, yeah. trying to open the hotel room door with my house key. The house key. So Logan puts the gimmick in, pulls it out. That sounded very fucking wrong with Logan. <laughs> uh, Logan wouldn't uh, put it in and uh, pull uh, it out. Hey, He's hey, the boss. Cut that part out. <laughs> Why? No, no. I mean, to use later. Yeah. Copy. Yeah, but no. What was it? The, the, the radio station or. Uh, one of the morning, one of the morning shows used to do that inappropriate. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Conrad says track it. There's, right. your, there's your track, but 
he puts the key in the in the slot and pulls it out, and I fall just face fucking first. That's where I woke up Sunday morning. Shit. Yeah. We should uh, be dead. So, a lot of people don't, yeah. don't believe me. Anybody else remember the fucking, uh, uh, it's a tackle box. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, everybody believes it, you know. So-and-so would bring a damn tackle box yeah. full of different pills. Yeah. You know. It just and like, knew what every one of them were. They would open it up and like, this is for this. This is this. <laughs> this is that. This is that. Oh, there's some professional fuck. You, you, okay, there's always the, the jailhouse lawyer. No, there's the pro wrestling doctor. Um, yeah. So, by the way, uh, check out uh, 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 Jacob's. Dr. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Lamar Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you're gonna kick out of this. Dave's taking Tyler to a wrestler court. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I got appointed to be the judge. Oh, nice. Shit. That's when we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to do a visual podcast on that. One. Yeah, we'll have to figure out, rig it up. I had a good wrestler court since we took uh, Ryan House and Diamond Roberts to wrestlers court. Oh God, that was a fun the one. thong. The thong. That was a fun <laughs> one. I remember that now. Yeah. You remember he turned his... You were the judge. He turned his yep. head on the slap. Yeah. We made him wear the phone. Yeah. So, nice. did y'all see on Facebook a few weeks ago where uh, Drew had posted, name one memory of me? And I was like, to keep me from killing a guy one night? Yes. Okay. All right. So, this story is... Anybody well, one that... One of these, Drew is the voice of reason. Yes. How many times have someone else had to save you from killing somebody? Because I've done it once before, too. Who saved me that night at the armory? Was that you and Jerry? That was me and Jerry. So I've saved you twice from killing somebody. I think I, I Cracker think, Jack. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I've saved you from A killing somebody times. in like three different decades. Yeah. <laughs> this one was. Yeah, there was one at the uh, uh, Puss in Boots Puss one night in, Boots. in the 90s. Yes. There's got to be one in 2000. There had to be. Yeah. 2010s. And- the 10s we didn't talk. Sporadically, we run across each other. The, just a yeah. nod. Hey, hey, how are hey, you? Yeah. And we squashed all that. And so. now here we are. Yeah. Let's see. I'm sure there's one. Oh, I yeah. think. But this one in particular was on a Sunday in right. Knoxville. I know this one. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go take a uh, Cracker Jack. <laughs> <laughs> that means shit. All right. Hey, so. we got some oopsie poopsies right there when you're done. Actually, you used that before. You spray Does that go with your fucking squatty potty, you bitch? <laughs> Using the poopery stuff? No, I like the smell of my own brand. With this one, you spray in the toilet before you shit. A man supposed- don't oh, fucking shit. smell like flowers when he comes out of the toilet. You're supposed to smell like a goddamn crippled alligator died in there. Tank, get on these motherfuckers' ass. Goddamn. It's orange. I shit and it smells like oranges. I shit it smells like goddamn shit. <laughs> <laughs> if I ate enough oranges, it may have an orange tint to it. But there's always fucking corn in it. Anyway, always fucking corn. <laughs> this is a rare Sunday. You actually didn't go to this show. Uh, you were back wrestling for me at UEW at this time, but you didn't go to this one. It was uh, Jason Banks, Brad Cash's partner's benefit show, where Scorpio oh, sat on his face. Okay, I remember this story. So this is after we got the good ring at UEW and got yes. rid of the shit ring. So... Brad hooks me up with dude. Dude's name's Troy Lowe. Fucking incredible belt maker. Shitty fucking promoter. So he's like, uh, heard you got a ring. You want to sell it? Because I was going to take the good ring up there. All right, just time out. For one, you know I trust y'all motherfuckers. I left my phone here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, okay, there's another one. Don't ever leave your phone around, around, wrestlers. around David Young. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Dick uh, pics. 
Gay porn on Jaden's phone. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was still good. Uh, but yeah, you can't take a shit without. No, you can't. No, yeah. Go ahead. I don't want to read your uh, shampoo bottle. <laughs> if you're wondering how we survived without shitting without cell phones years ago, we actually had the these shampoo things. Shampoo bottles. Or magazines. Magazine racks. Magazine oh, racks. Yes. In the shower yeah. bathroom. And then you had the really good magazine in the. Uh, in the back rack. So you no, no, no. catch it. No, in under, the, in the, under, under the sink. Nope. Even better. They get wet. Uh, the. Uh, uh, Air conditioning. Yeah, the air conditioning vent. Ah. Fold it up. Yeah, under call, the vent so the, the breeze would still blow. After my oldest son's now married and with kids and all that, you know, they're the kids' bathroom moving out. Yeah, found. It. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't. I'm pretty sure it's. You can't actually, even be mad. It might no. be mine from back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> let me add to this story. See, I've, I've, see is there hair on it? <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest line in a. If not, Rick Flair Street. wouldn't do anything. Yeah. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, the things have changed, Dad. <laughs> oh, Marco Robbie. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tell the. Uh, what makes this story even better is it's a Sunday. And we're in. We're in. And this is the end of uh, Ray and I's four-day loop. Yes. Oh wow. So yeah. Drew is not hungover. He might still be drunk, but this is a dry town, so he can't get anything to drink on Sunday. So, homeboy messaged me about the ring. We were going to take the good UEW ring, set it up, quick set up, and tear down. And I was like, I got one that I'm trying to sell. He's like, okay. Got any pictures? I was like, yes, I'll send him pictures. And I was like, uh... He and goes, then you sent the pictures of the ring, right? Yes, yes, okay. yes. <laughs> Unsolicited pictures. This is the ring post. And this is the ring. <laughs> it's very sturdy. And he was like, well, it's too high for my building. I was like, nah, bro, it's a convertible ring. Which, if you don't know what that is, it means it can be a full height ring or a studio ring. You just got to adjust the legs. So he goes, all right, uh, what do you want for it? I gave 1700 for the ring. I told him, I said, you going to come get it? Or you want me to deliver it? He said, how much if I come get it? Two grand. How much if you deliver it? 2500 We'll just deliver it when you come Saturday. Okay. Never try to G me on the price or anything. So we get there, pull the trailer up. I come in, I'm getting my money first. And he's like, um... I got a thousand cash. Can I write you a check for fifteen hundred? So I get with my business partner at the time, and we agree we'll let him write us a check. I think you told me the story before. Yeah, actually, I called you the night it happened. I called all of y'all. Yeah, we were sitting at the restaurant. But he. Uh, yeah, because you called me. You're like, put this shit on speakerphone so I can tell y'all about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we get everything set up, get everything dressed out, go to the dressing room, and. Um, Homeboy is sitting like a table away from me with his back to me. And I'm sitting there with uh, with Brad and I think maybe Ray. And I hear Homeboy talking to his friends. That's a cop. He said, uh, I gave him a 1000 for it. I gave him a $1,500 check, but I'm going to stop payment on the check. Motherfucker. So I go the fuck off. Brad sees the look in my eye and goes, what's wrong? I said, let's walk. So we walk. And as we're walking, I'm telling Brad what goes on. Then we find Shane. So now Shane knows what's on. Then we find Jason. Now we got Menace. Now we got Drew and Ray. And so imagine this group coming back at you pissed off. Now everybody's mad as fuck. And <coughs> yeah, here's did. what we did. We went and found Jason because I respect the fuck out of Jason Max. And I told him what was going on. I said, I love you. This has absolutely nothing to do with you. If you don't want me to say anything, I'll eat it. Because that room was probably worth a grand anyway. I mean, it was a motherfucker. Yeah. 
But it's and the principal. It's the principal, exactly. And he goes, brother, do what you got to do. So I send Corey to Iowa's with us. And I send Corey to the ring. I said, do not get out of that fucking ring for nothing. Ring announcer comes up. This show doesn't fucking start until I tell you to get out of the ring. He's like, okay. Uh, Lee Byford was there. He was on our side. Um, so I confront homeboy. And he's like, well, the ring was supposed to come with skirts. I said, I told you it didn't come with the ring skirts. That I was keeping the skirts for my new ring. I said, they're not even skirts. They're homemade shit that I made. If you want some, I can send you some back up here with Menace next week. He's coming down to do my show. I can send some back. All it is is fucking a vinyl Rock City sign turned inside out. So he's going back and forth. So um, I'm ready to fucking kill him. And then Drew steps up as the voice of reason, calms me down, keeps me from killing Troy. As Drew's calming me down, Troy is talking to Menace. And Menace is telling him I've known him for like 20 years, this, that, whatever. And so I was like, as a sign, he said, the check will be good. I said, I don't trust you. You've already told your friends you're going to cancel the fucking check. So we're going to tell them that. Why would I put my trust in you that when I go to the bank on Monday morning, that check's going to be good? He's like, I give you my word. I said, I'll tell you what, give me that. He goes, what? I said, the belt. Motherfucker, like I said, he's a belt designer. Uh, he does a lot of work with belts for Dan, Dan McMahon. Yeah. Which, uh, the belt was badass. It was a red, white, and blue strap belt. Three plate, nickel, nickel plated, and it said US, uh, USA champ or US Championship Wrestling or something like that, and it had Mount Rushmore on the center plate. It's fucking beautiful, but I sent y'all pictures of the belts. Oh, yeah, so beautiful. And uh, I was like, here's the deal. I know this belt's not worth 1500 bucks, but I'm a belt mark. I love belts, so I'll take the 1000 in this belt if your check don't clear. What if the check does clear? So if the check clears, I'll send the belt back next weekend with Menace. He'll have it for you Sunday morning. He's like, okay. So we agree. We do the show. I felt so sorry for Lee Byford because I went out there and just beat the goddamn it out of him. <laughs> like he gave it back to me. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like he knew what was up and he was he was willing to take the take. he was willing to take it and uh, much respect to him for that. So we go home. I call you guys from the restaurant. We're telling you about this. So Sun or Monday morning, uh, my partner's at the bank. As soon as his bank opens, gets our check, gets it cashed. Uh, two days later, I get a call from Brad Cash wanting to know if I want to buy the footage from that show to use it for anything. And I was like, nah, bro, I thought it was a TV taping. He's going to put it on DVD. He wrote the production company a bad check. He had no money in his account after mine came out. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I told the production company that I had his belt that I would trade for the footage. <laughs> Nice. And when he found that out, he made it right with them. And I sent the belt, the belt back with Menace the next week. It was actually the week you wrestled Menace. He took the belt back that Sunday, I think. Oh, okay. But uh, the funniest part of that was I'm sitting there after Drew's calming me down. And I look at everybody. And, I mean, it was it was all our boys that I just mentioned and a few others. And I was like, I love you guys. And they're like, hey, we love you too. And I was like, nah, I'm dead serious. I fucking love you. Thanks for all the memories. And I'm like, man, what's wrong with you? I said, if Drew Game is the voice of fucking reasoning, we're all dying. I love you, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I've been the voice of reason a lot, actually. Yeah, that's what Ray said. He goes, yeah. no, I was sitting the first time. Yeah, I just, uh, usually it was me giving the idea to do it first, and then I have to, you know, when you got to the, the voice of reason and raise eyes, hmm. first blood part deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> he fucking was pissed. God, he was. It's the only time I've... He come in the back. You wrestle TWE, right? Yeah. He kicks the fucking dressing room door open, and I would always sit where the food window was. Yep. I would sit beside it and watch the monitor. And uh, he was like, God damn it, Ben. I was like, brother, 
He caught every bit of that. <laughs> it was fuck you, Drew. <laughs> Literally a pint of stage, stage blood. blood. God damn. Have you ever used stage blood? No. Sticky. It's so thick. It's it's like moldable it, thickness. It, it, um, oh god. <clears throat> talking about you know movie stuff. Um, Carol so is yeah. usually what it is. Yeah. And, oh uh, wow. So, he used the whole thing straight, not just like on his hand. And just oh fuck. Oh man, it was. I don't know who's matter, Ray or Bud. Well, see, I noticed. Remember, I did it on the door. Yeah. So that you know it wouldn't. And was that the same night with Hart tried to put a hole in the wall? Oh, dude, that was. We. You were following like probably one of the best fucking like. There's all kinds of like. That card was stacked. Yeah, I mean, let's like, see if I can remember what stacked. it was. All right, first match was me and Jaden against the Sons of Sin, for the finals for the tag titles. I get hit with a fucking fireball in the first match. Nice. So if we're doing that, everything's got to top it. Then <laughs> next was uh, Brandon and Ch- no Chase and his dad against Chris Cronk and Jeremy. Jeremy? No, yeah, probably Jeremy. Yeah. And then Brandon versus Jason. Mm-hmm. KT versus uh, Brandon Daniels in a last man standing. Chris Hart versus Jake. In some kind of Submission? Given match. Submission. Something like yeah, that. something like that. And then Drew and and the girls match was a uh two out of three falls, yeah. I think. Sheena and Black Widow. Yeah. And like then it, uh they were the first yeah. place. So, so you had gimmicks you had to follow. Yeah, yeah. which literally like, what the fuck are we gonna do? Can't finally stab me with a pair of scissors. <laughs> that literally is like how it, yeah. you know. Um Which the next big show was uh we started off with that two out of three falls match, Ray and Jaden. I mm. put Jaden on a losing streak, and I was like, I was like, just trust me. When this happens, it's gonna pop. So you know, Jaden did that entrance where he'd have like the Jericho jacket with his back to the stage. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's it's Jordan. So when he turns around, it's Jordan. So when Ray turns around, there's the party foul. Yeah. One two three. Rest period. He comes right back up, right back in the party foul again. One two three. He beat Ray Fury. In 30 fucking seconds, two falls to none. Wow. So Damn. that does more for him than that whole year and a half beforehand. And that's what I was trying to achieve. But then it was me and Jason Collins with Brandon as the ref. It was you and Nick Stanley for the Stroud. Yeah. I mean, just the, we had some great yeah, cards on that. Like, we always had good cards, but the, the three big shows I did, <laughs> I put those up against yeah. anybody. Yeah, I'll put those like, against. We yeah. I put those against what we, UEWs were good, but yeah. I put those against that. Like, just. When you have somebody that's got a vision and then you have guys that believe in that vision and can help add to it, that's what's so great about RCW right now. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like you've got Tyler wanting to do better and oh, no, proving he, to he, do yeah, better. He's got a lot. He's got that whole fucking town. And, and he's, he's taking that shit, shit up and going. Here's the deal yeah. with Tyler, too. Tyler <laughs> realizes what he's good at. And it, to me, it's another Gary Lamb. He's a hell of a promoter. Mm-hmm. He's not great on finishes or on talking to the boys because he's never been talented. Right. And that's what I told him. So now that he's got me and Logan Chase in the back, dude. Yeah. And the guys we got, like you've seen it Saturday. There's yeah, no yes. egos. There's no um, drama. There's no bullshit. It's just everybody. And I told him, uh, of course, we've got a secret little locker room page like we, yeah. we've we always had. Uh I said, uh, Showtime boys. I said, uh, Saturday, everybody bring their A game. I said, there's, there's matches on this undercard that can steal the fucking show. So if you're in the main event, you better not let the show get stolen from you. 
If you're in the first match, you better steal the fucking show. And that's the way I've always done. I, I, that's you have to. You know, keep. that's something I think we've always done since day yeah. one. Is like, fucking follow that. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. in a cocky way. Sometimes in a cocky way. Sometimes. No, there's a lot way. of cocky ways, but yeah. you know, we also oh, yeah. it as in like a challenge. No. A challenge, yeah. yeah. And Drew can tell you, and Jason can tell you, like when we were teaming, we'd fight over who took the heat, unless it was Drew, because that was obvious. But me and Jason would literally fight over who took the heat. And who we get the hot, and who we get the pin. And, and the then, thing is, it wasn't like, no, you're taking heat, no, you're taking heat. It was like, no, no I'm, I'm going to take heat tonight. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and it, it's just because you've got to know how to tell that story. And if you're a really good baby face, you need to be the one taking the ass whooping. If your partner's just okay, you need to be the one taking the heat because if you're just, eh, who the fuck's going to care? Like Hampton and Eli. You look at them when they're baby faces. It's a fucking odd combination because they're the Hatriots, but <laughs> you look at them as baby faces, Hampton can connect with people in a way that Eli can't. And that's not a knock on Eli. I like Eli. But Eli's never had to do that with people other than you right. that have shown him how to be that sympathetic baby face. Or he's never got to wrestle these guys like we did, like Ricky's and Bobby Eaton's and Brad Armstrong's that tell you what to look for to get somebody to pop for you in the crowd and to make that connection and have them go for you. But it's we're, just, we were so lucky. We got we the, were we got the last of that little corner yeah. shit. Just that last, last bit of the like the true business. You know the territories were gone and all this, and it just well Memphis was still going. Yeah, Memphis was still going. It went to like eight two. Um, but I mean, it's just like a. Um, we literally could wrestle six nights a week back then. Yeah, yeah, and did. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not saying everything was quantity. By no means was it quantity or quality. I used to go we, for quantity. Yeah, we I had went for quantity, quantity a lot. We, yeah, <laughs> not just in wrestling. Yeah. So, um, but it was, I mean, literally, like, you can make a living. Like, if you had a family, it might have been enough, yeah. but neither one of us had families at the time. I think we had car insurance and cell phone bills. Yeah. Um, Thank God for cricket back then. Right. Oh, shit. Um, let's tell the... Uh, we're going to jail story. Okay. We're going to do that, and then we'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off here because I'm dead. All right. I'm and sorry. We'll, we'll end it on a good one, then. So here's, here's the – me and Drew, again, we're underage. Somehow we scored a bottle of Goldschlager. Big fucking bottle of Goldschlager. Oh, so this is where you tell me I want to get him drunk and get him Goldschlager. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before I start this story, if you're ever with Drew and he says, we're going to jail, bet your sweet ass you finna see some cops. So we're coming up Battlefield Parkway in my little lowered S10 with a big ass V8 in it. That motherfucker would catch third gear. Yeah. Hell, it would catch all the way up to fourth gear. Yeah. It's uh, badass. Yeah. But you heard it coming. I'm like, it had mufflers on it, but that motherfucker was loud. So we're coming, and it's like, when it's through the week. Yeah. It was yeah, one day through the week. And we're coming up, and we're about right there where the food city is on Battlefield mm-hmm. Parkway. Mm-hmm. And the red food? Yeah, the red food at the time. Yeah. Maybe it was Bilo. No, that's red food. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're old fuckers. Goddamn right we are. So Drew had just took a shot of the Schlager and was handing it over to me. By the time he goes, Woo! We're going to jail tonight. As soon as I turn it up, blue lights from every goddamn direction. <laughs> and we're, right, we're right there at the. the like immediately. We're, we're turning. It's before the bypass. Yeah. So we're going to the yeah, park to take me home. Yeah, we're going to the park to take him home. And um, uh, I'm talking about blue lights everywhere. Yeah, not like. One cop. Yeah. You'd have thought we done fucking murdered somebody. Oh, fuck. So. So we turn, pull into the uh, bowling alley. Yeah. Okay. And it was still there. It was open. He slid me the, you know, put it underneath the seat. And I'm like, well, all right. Yeah. 
<laughs> Fuck, my heart's going 90 fucking miles a minute. I ain't never been in trouble with the cops. And I'm, I know I, we're drunk. All right, there's no doubt about it. We're fucking drunk. So it takes a while. Like, no cops are coming after the car, but they're out. Fucking guns drawn. Yeah. Not hands on guns. Guns fucking drawn. And we had been in just enough trouble to know to put our hands up here. And not move. Yeah. So we sit there and we sit there and we sit there. Cop cars start fucking peeling off. Oh, shit. Like, I'm just peeling off like a motherfucker. One cop rolls beside us. The last cop, and he goes, sorry, wrong yellow S10. <laughs> like, so we get to Drew's grandma's house. And we go in. We didn't say a word. Yeah, we turn the news on. <laughs> no, we, well, no, we ran silence. Yeah. Silence, just, just yeah. sitting there like Nobody said a word. It's just like 10 sober, to 2, baby. 10 to 2. Sober as a motherfucker by the end. I don't think I got out of second year all the way through the battlefield. Just, <laughs> we get there, still not a word. We walk in his grandma. I was like, hey, baby. Hey, Ben. We go upstairs to Drew's room, put the news on. Police are looking for a yellow S team in bank robbery. Oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. Scared as fuck at that point. Yeah. 18, 19, not even 20. 18, no. 19, yeah. Still don't know how we got the bottle of Goldschlager. I've not drank I can, it since. I can procure stuff sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might have been one of those things where we just walked in and bought it like we used to do at the Alpine in LaFayette. Oh, wow. <laughs> the one that didn't sell liquor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah literally dude dude was cool like no matter how old you were if you walked in the alpine or a store or the alpine name, too yeah or a store i'm not gonna name on missionaries road you walk in there and i if you tell him what you want show your id he give it to you so like lafette's dry you can't sell liquor there right i think you can buy the drink now now yeah but back then you couldn't even, you couldn't sell it by the bottle or by the drink or anything so we went out like let me get some big red Coke, bottle of Jack. That'd be it. I see your ID. Show him my ID. He's like, all right, thanks, boss. Out the door. Yeah, it's kind of like that scene in uh, Dazed and Confused. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was a lot easier than uh, Super Bad. <laughs> <laughs> a whole lot easier. All right, we're just... Mc... Who the fuck's McLovin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was, it, you know, and we talk about, you know, oh, by the way, don't drink and drive. It's bad. Yeah, let's throw that out there. Very bad. It's the second week in a row we've had stories about not me drinking and driving. Right. We've been lucky enough. I'm I'll be forty two in August and I've been lucky to make it that far. There's literally we'll we'll start these conversations with groups of guys that we've been involved with the wrestling business for years and sometime in that conversation this phrase will be uttered. We should be dead. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I've heard guys. Whether it was something we did to ourselves. (laughs) Something someone was going to do to us that was probably deserved at that time. Yeah. I've told the story of Bruce beating my ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see? If you're, if you're going to pull something... Remember when I thought Bruce was going to beat my ass? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You heard that one? You've told me that oh, one. Oh, man. Love you, Bruce. But, yeah, this is a... You know, it's not that long ago, but it was just a different time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just a... You know... Everything, like I said, it, we we were lucky and we caught the tail end of some really cool stuff. That um, where there were still guys that, and I'm not saying there's not now. There is, but we had a locker room full of guys that were willing to help us, no matter which show we went to. If we were at TWA, you had Woody, Tank, Rex, Rick, Jimmy Sharp, uh, Jack. Yeah, I mean, just 
anybody risk anybody in that you dressing had, room willing to help us. And you had locker rooms full of people that could be on TV that day. Yeah. Oh yeah. That were had been on TV. Even when yes. you get to UEW, you had Gene, you had Danny, you had Eddie. Yeah. Uh, you had Rex again. You had Tank. Uh, uh, Santana. Santana. Richie. Yeah. Even. Just. Yeah, just you know. That's, Dog when he come up. It was. It was. It was. I'm so happy I got that last. You know, little bit of a. I guess not new school. I think we were the middle school. We were middle school. I, yeah, yeah, the middle school. That's what Woody. You got the for. last little bit of that too. Yeah. You know that was. Uh, um, uh, it was the fun part of it. Wrestling was really fun. And you know? when when you've done it like that, and you can <laughs> wrestle with your your heroes you grew up watching, and they have respect for you. Yeah. That's. That's the best part. Oh yeah, when I worked, Ricky, I, I called you the next day. Yeah, well, it's like I was telling Jason, uh, not this past Christmas, but Christmas before. Me and the kids are just riding around. It's what Christmas Day. It's close to Christmas, and I look, my phone rings. I was like Ricky Morton, so I answered the phone, thinking, "Hell, why didn't he butt dialed me? He didn't yeah. call me." And I answered the phone. I said, "Hello." He goes, "Ben." I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Just want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Love you, brother. Love you too. Uh, give my best to Carrie and the wife." I hung up. And I'm smiling like a fucking, yeah. like a little kid. Kenzie's like, what, it's just the guy you wrestle with? I was like, no, 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 baby. That was your dad's idol when he grew up. And to be able to wrestle with your idols, you know, they say don't meet, don't meet your heroes. And that's true that's sometimes. That's true sometimes. But luckily, the ones that I've met that I looked up to were awesome. Ricky, uh, Wendell Cooley was fucking phenomenal Tracy's mother's Tracy's mother's Tracy's great oh yeah. hey I Buddy Tracy. Randall oh I love Buddy remember, remember Buddy at 41 yeah yeah we're uh who was the fucking promoter he bought he, he bought he uh, ran the uh the fair shows for a while and he bought Kevin Walker's yeah oh shit if David was here he'd tell you his name cause he anyway. um but I asked for payoffs and by then like like that's pretty you know Known in the area, and yeah, you know, that's pretty good. And as for payoff, he gave me 10 bucks, said never come back. I said, Okay, let's go over that locker room right there. You know, going into his office, and uh, he, he started on promo on me, like something like, Well, you know, you know, can't go somewhere and somewhere like this. And I'm like, Whoa, hold the fuck on here, <laughs> yeah, whoa, time out. You know, I don't ever usually get that, Robbie yeah. Gentry, Robbie Gentry. Um, and you know, later he, he always paid me when. Why do I know that name? He ran the fairs. Him and uh, the fucking ring announcer that talked about the Yeah, and I couldn't think of his name. Terry was. White. Yeah. God damn, how do I remember this shit? shit. <laughs> uh, but uh, Robbie started tearing in on me, and uh, I was like, no, fuck. I can go to these places. I've been to those places. You know, just I come in here just to, you know. He was I, using guys off TNA at the time, like Disco and Swinger right. and... Fuck Dave. Disco. Fuck Disco. <laughs> I got a funny Disco story, but I'll tell it off air. Yeah. That's still, I know the statues on it. Yeah, with fucking Leroy and Farley for me not whipping. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, no, and you know, and Buddy Landell's in that office just like, he's over in the corner, didn't even notice him. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, Robbie, that's Drew. He, he can't, you know, it's like fucking get in the car. It's like, Buddy Landell just stood up for me. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> fucking the real nature boy just... <laughs> No, I loved uh, I loved Brad. Loved working with Brad. That was awesome. But the best Did, was when I okay. got to meet Bob. Yeah, have have you worked all five? I've not worked Steve. I've I worked all five. I've so. worked Brian. I've worked Bob, Brad, Brian, and Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chuck a lot of times. You know, yeah. went to center or went to fuck Bumblefuck. I don't know. Um, I got 
Brian was the easiest to work because he didn't want to do shit. No, no, he don't. No, he's he, all he wanted to do is the road dog stick. Yeah, and you know we were tag team partners, and so I did all the bump and he did all the shit, which is the way it should have been. Yeah, but Brad, <laughs> like you were there the first time I worked, Brad. Yeah, and uh, that motherfucker, best worker hands down, probably the business ever had all around. He was fucking amazing. If he, if Brad had Brian's charisma, yeah, he'd oh, been a God world damn. champion. Yeah, no. Or doubt. if Brian had Brad's talent, world champion. Mm-hmm. I always say uh, Eddie Guerrero. Oh, He's, yeah. Um, Which, you know, you didn't get to meet Brad a whole lot, but you did. And I know you've heard the stories. Behind the scenes, Brad was the funniest that, motherfucker That's what yeah. I always use Eddie Guerrero because it's um, when he couldn't go anymore. Yeah. His charisma started taking yeah. over. And that's yeah. when he really got The lie, the cheat, and the steal shit. Yeah. And that's a, you know, that's, but yeah, Brad was super good. I was really green when I worked him. Like, really, that was probably one of my first. That was one good thing about Kevin Walker. Anytime he'd bring names in, if I was there, that's I worked yeah. them. You worked them. Uh, first time I worked, Matt Gilbert was down at Kevin Walker's. We didn't. I, I was late. I was, you know, ran in. We didn't call shit. Had a great match. Seen him the other day, by the way. Good. The uh, first time I wrestled Matt Gilbert, and he will tell you this story. Every time we see each other. Remember that time you gave me a power bomb on the floor, and I don't remember it. Like I couldn't tell you the first time I wrestled Matt Gilbert because I thought it was like us. I've, I've we've been around for a hundred years. I've wrestled him a hundred times, but apparently we've only had one match. And uh, he called a power bomb from the floor at TWA onto the concrete, or from the side of the yeah. ring to the floor, which honestly felt about the same. Yeah, and yeah. I don't remember that, but he he. I seen him take he's that even, a couple of times. He's even put it over on Facebook. It popped up my news feed the other day, but. How's he doing now that he's out? Uh, good. I mean, good, good. just uh, day by day. Yeah, that's what he needs to be. be. You know, if you're listening, keep your head up, man. Uh, yeah, I, I love you, Matt. You're one of the few people in this business I call a brother. I do, I'm one of the few people that has been in wrestling all these years, and I don't use that term. It's like you hung around Jimmy Rave a lot. Hmm. Because you hung around Jimmy Rave a lot. I, I used that's when I quit using it too. Because Jimmy Jimmy was like, "Are these guys really your brother?" Are they there if you need them? Are they just there when you see them at shows? And it really made me think, like, if I call you brother, you're the same people I tell I love. And that's, like we were talking earlier, you leave a, few, a handful of friends, you had a yeah. successful career. I, I've got a shit ton of acquaintances that I'm cool with and I care for and I care for their families, but I've only got a few friends. And that, that's in life in general. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, to me, to be a friend in this business, you've had to go through shit with people. Oh, and we, yeah, the three of us got, sitting here, yeah, yeah, we went through all the same shit. Literally, uh, literally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rocky, I throw him in there because I know without a shadow of a doubt. No, me and Rocky went through the same shit. Yeah, <laughs> I know if I needed something, Rocky'd be there. Rocky, Rocky and Jennifer two of the best people ever. Meet Freddie. Yes. Yeah, um, Freddie. You know, we used to play basketball right there. Yeah, we right did through that fucking yeah, gate right there. Yeah, eight um, foot goals. We used to hoop it up. Yeah. Even when we cut, we love Paul's. Freddie would still meet us out here to shoot. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, that's the, the, like I said, the fun of wrestling business. And, uh, and you can pick up where you left off. Like, yeah. not a day's past. Like, not a day's past. And that's when you know, like, like I said, if we laid it all on the table today and I didn't go back, I, I'll probably never wrestle again. Just my body's so beat up. Um, and I really don't have a des- the desire to do it anymore. I don't feel like I need to prove anything to anybody. I feel like I've, I've proved that I could. Take the criticism from when I first started and that shit ego and shit attitude I had. A lot of stuff you brought on yourself. It, everything I brought on myself. 
Everything that happened, I will not sit here and say it was anybody else's fault but mine. That's that's all mine, and I own it. And it took me a while to own it, but when I did, even those same people that I had beef with, like Tank, Tank and I are cool as fuck now. Like we'll we'll, we'll shoot the shit just about yeah. not even wrestling. We'll just we talk about life in general. Like he actually posted something on my page today defending me and my beliefs on the whole NASCAR thing. Like had my back on it and. But if, if, if I never wrestled again, I can look at it and say, well, okay, I may have had a cup of coffee at this show, but I was there. I may have had a cup of coffee here, but I was there. I had a good run here. I did this. I did that. And then to look back and see that <coughs> that was all cool. The best thing for me was being able to take a show from start to finish and see my vision come true. And that's, that's what I love about being at RCW now is taking my guys that I'm responsible for and agenting their matches. And it, it comes out like the other day, the first match that we did, it come out and I said, thank you guys. You guys made me look like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Thank you. And to me, that's more rewarding than any match, any belt, any accomplishment I could get was having the respect of your peers, especially the ones that I shit on 20 years ago. To me, that's, it's come full circle. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's amazing. I'm not there yet. Like, I, I still say I've got 30 years left, you know. Yeah. I'm going to try to beat uh, Gypsy Joe's. Put Mike Jackson pretty soon. Um, <laughs> that motherfucker's still going. Oh, God still damn, good on him. Yeah. Uh, um, I think he was suicide on that most recent one. Did you see it? Shit, maybe. I, I'm serious. Like, you know, he did the shit with Swinger. Right. And it was fucking awesome. It blew up everywhere. And then there was another one that they showed the other day because uh, Comcast, I don't get access. Right. And uh, so I just catch it on Twitch when I remember right. it's on. And it was suicide, but suicide was doing the top rope walk. He was uh, doing the head scissors. He was doing all the other stuff. And Pierce actually posted Mike Jackson and I, when we were doing TV for Phil, we did a program for the TV title. I learned so goddamn much wrestling him. We didn't do, we didn't call shit. Um, well, he'll call that whole, as he's getting dressed, yeah. back, you know, counting. A hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Um, but he's. I worked at, so he was the referee one time when I was doing the show, the gimmicks, uh, yeah. the pictures, tear them up, make 50 bucks. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's not, uh, Julie had to babysit uh, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't recognize Julie unless she, he's drunk. Really? Yeah. Um, that's hilarious. But you <clears throat> said you got 30 years left. Yeah, but uh, I do like the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of people come to me for, you know, like little spots like that. Mm -hmm. I still... I see, I've always said I see wrestling a little bit different. I see the movie. Yes. You know, I always see that big vision. I like. I always want to see this one scene. That's what I go for a lot of times. Well, and I think that's where we come from. Yeah. It's because, do you remember when you first fell in love with wrestling? Yeah. I can tell you where I was and what it was. Like, baseball is, was, and always will be my first love. Yes. I was a huge Atlanta Braves fan. So, if you know anything about wrestling in the 80s, if you get a, you get a 7 o'clock Atlanta Braves game and you turn 10 minutes before, you're going to catch 10 yep. minutes of pro wrestling. I had no idea what wrestling was. My parents never watched it, but my parents supported everything I did in it. Like, that's, that's something we've both been blessed in. Yeah, yeah. No matter what, even if you remember when Piper dropped me on my fucking neck, you called my parents and they were there. Never said quit. Never said I don't support this. They were there no matter what. They were there the night I opened my first show. They were there the night we closed our show. They've always been supportive of me. Was supported some of the stupid decisions I made jobs related at the time to, to keep wrestling, but I was a kid chasing a dream. But um, you're from Chickamauga, so do you remember Video Village? Yep. In the corner where yep. five, point, was? Or five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Five points. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I remember walking in there and we had just got a, we had just got a VCR. We won a VCP from Food City or Bilo or Red Food Store back then even. So we had two and uh, one was in my room and one month I'd have it, my brother had the cable box and we'd swap. Cause back then kids, you didn't have cable in every fucking room. You just lucky if you had it in the living room. We were lucky enough yeah, to right. have one for the bedroom. So one month I'd have cable, next month he'd have, and if you had the, you had the VCR, you got to get a movie each week. So I remember we're walking and I go by and you guys probably don't remember this, but you will. Like movies in the eighties were in these plastic cases that were yeah, about the huge cases that were twice the yeah. size of what the actual tape so was. I'm walking by and I had caught glimpses of the Road Warriors on TV and they scared the goddamn it out of me when I was a kid because this is '87, so I'm nine years old. And just at my cousin's house, I'd look because my grandfather, my biological grandfather, he actually watched wrestling. The one lived up on a no, no, no. That's my granddaddy. I got you. My daddy's a piece of shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he actually, they actually, his wife watched wrestling, and I remember seeing the Road Warriors. And I'm like, I got the fuck out of there. I thought I didn't know what it was. Yeah. It scared the shit out of me. But I'm walking by and I see this case, and something about it drew my attention. It was bright blue, like like a sky blue, almost mm-hmm. like a Carolina blue, and it had two blonde guys on it. Covered in fucking blood, and I was like, "Fuck, I want that." I don't know why, but I want it. So I got it. It was Great American Bash, nineteen eighty six. I was thinking but Oh no, it was. Uh, you were probably <coughs> thinking War Games with all blue the cage front. Yeah, yeah. But it was Bash eighty six, and this was before Bash was just a single event. Yeah, it was, it was, it was highlights of the tour. Yeah. yeah, and that's the night. Uh, what was on the front was Flair and Dusty when Flair beat or Dusty beat Flair for his third yeah. world title in the cage. And I watched it that night. I was hooked. So I didn't want the cable box back for a couple of months because they had like 10 more. No, yeah, that place. So I would go back. They had everything. I would go back and get a new one each week. And at this time, I was getting allowance. So I would get two or three at a time and just blow my allowance on it. And I was dubbing them. Yeah. I'd put the VCR, VCP, just dubbing them. And like, well, you remember when you come to the house, I had, remember the movie cabinets? Yep. I had four of those, two stacked on top of each other, full of just dubbed wrestling. Nice. And I just fell in love with it. Mine was the first match I remember. Not the first match, but the main event of the first match. It was a Saturday morning uh, WCW or NWA actually, and it was a lot of Southern boys. Before, before that gimmick won't get over right now. No. <laughs> um, but if you ever want to see it get over a place that shit and watch Bash '90 uh, in a uh, Baltimore, Philly? I was thinking, okay, yeah, Baltimore. Philly uh, is Southern, when, uh, uh, Southern boys against Midnight. Yeah, fuck, dude. Probably best wrestling match tag match I've ever seen. I love seen. seeing Philly. Um, the one where it's a. Uh, Hayes, Arn, and somebody. Bobby. Again, they're versus uh, Dynamic Dudes and Z-Man? Probably. And it's Philly. Because when they were doing that thing, it was Bobby and Arn as the tag team and Hayes as the manager, but he would sporadically yeah. wrestle with them. Uh, it was right before the Dangerous. Yeah. Or right yeah, after that, the Dangerous. Of, right before um, or after. And you see in Philly and you see the crowd turn on Dudes. Johnny Yeah. And... Well, they turn on Johnny more than they do yeah. Shane. They still pop for Shane. And Arn gets it. Yeah. And starts, like, going babyface. Full on baby. Like, come on, babyface. Yeah. Wow. Selling, bumping, awesome. and feeding, and everything like that. And then Hayes get in. And- I'm glad you brought that up. That's something else I've not heard y'all discuss <laughs> on this podcast that I think is very important. Tag team wrestling. Oh, yeah. Tag team wrestling is the most beautiful form of wrestling there is. Yeah. Bar none. Yes. Bar none. It takes more psychology. It takes, to me, it takes more talent. And it's just, the chemistry has to be there. And if it's there, it's so magical. Like, Jason and I, 
Like I've had a lot Y'all of partners. Had a great yeah, tag. like oh. you and I were good partners. Uh, me and Chuck were good partners. Me and Drew, me and Russ. But my best tag partner was Jason, and we got and because we did it longer together than any of the other yeah. teams. But we our chemistry was so good. Like we had looks. Yeah. Like we didn't even call spots. Like That's he come up with so much stuff that like there was one we did. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's so quick and nasty. It's like a the drop toe hold, the drop blind, toe hold, blind yeah. tag, yeah. Like I blind tag myself in, he'll shoot them off, drop to a hold. As soon as they hit, I'm there with a seated leg drop. Yeah. And uh, our finish was a uh, death, a spiked emerald fusion. Oh shit! I've got for the emerald fusion. I go to take the sit out. As I'm sitting out, he hooks with a DDT. Nasty. Which Michael Cross messaged me and said that was the most devastating finisher he had ever seen. By the way. <laughs> but that was oh, I still love it. And that, that I think that's missing now because you look around like. Most most outlaw shows or indie shows, whatever you want to call them around here, don't push the tag. When I got to TWE, they had a secondary title, a heavyweight title, and a women's title. And I pushed it. We're going to have tag belts. If, if you have nothing else, you need a heavyweight and a set of tags. Yep. If you don't have a secondary, don't have a women's belt, whatever. You don't need it. you got to have tag belts. But they didn't have it, so we created them. And then... I think it was about a year after I was gone. They they did away with the tag belts, but now they have them back. Now that Jaden has been there long enough to understand that tag team wrestling is its own art form, and now they've got tag belts back. But like at RCW, so um, proud of that kid too, Jaden. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. Just, I, um, I we we that's know, my project. We know what that happened. Pro- yeah. We know what happened with me there. And when I left, I still never had any will to Jaden. Like I wanted to book Jaden for UEW. Not to put him under because the kid. Remember us calling you? We yeah. booked the territory. Yeah. Jaden's first road trip. Yeah. We booked a whole fucking six months worth of a TWE UEW. And, and there was some good. And we had wow. we had we had the main finish changed to whichever Bud and them preferred. Like either way, it was going to end to where it was a fuck finish by him because he was neutral wrestling both shows. But either way, it went. Not only was it a fuck finish, and he either fucked UEW or TWE. But whoever he fucked in the end was either Chase or Jaden. So it would have made them motherfuckers bigger at that time. But right. It, of course, it fell on deaf ears, which is something I wish wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Like, I wish... It's, the wound was too... Yeah. Big. I wish that wouldn't happen a lot of places, though. Yeah. There's too many good shows that could actually work together. I tried, I tried that in you the did. 90s. Yeah. You did. Um, and I know a lot of shows can't work together. And... B- because of the ego. Well, it's because some ego asshole... Right. Takes, you know, leaves the show and opens their own. Yeah. <laughs> Damn um, but no, I, I when I mean, Ray and I started tagging, in my defense, I was done with wrestling yeah. at that point. You can ask Jason. I was like, I'm done. I don't even want to yeah. do anything with it. And then she's like, I got five grand. Let's go find a building. I was like, no. She's like, well, you could do that with somebody else's. Imagine what you could do if it was yours. And I'd like to think the two years we ran UEW was, was it was fun. I wish it would have been more of a money success. Had we had the second building first, yeah, we'd still probably be running today. Uh, but it was yeah. it was good. Like we we developed some pretty good talent there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. goddamn, a guy everybody talks about now killing it. Zach Dye started there. Like yeah. we trained, uh, we trained Zach there. Shane Shane trained a good one with Zach. Oh, I'm so proud of that. I just kid. Ray and I when we we worked that year against each other, so we knew you know Every, yeah you knew each other so well that we just clicked that was the same way we did yeah like when he first uh i left uew and uh was gonna wrestle spots and we did and i'd take him everywhere i went even if he didn't get used like he 
He meant Bert. Ended up getting to work for Bert. Jump in the fucking car, guys. Pay some gas. Help out. Yeah. Get, 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 get some experience. Yes. Pay trans. Take your gear with Everywhere. you. Everywhere. you go. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> it's in the car, just in case. <laughs> Which, like, even Jason, I think he told part of this story once about Eugene, the way he flipped the switch on. Yeah. Jason wasn't booked for that show, but he was used for that show. Not in the capacity as wrestler, but he was used as a runner for the boys and Bert. And sometimes you're but not going to... Not only not was I a the, runner, I was the... Bert needed somebody to buy tickets. He'd yeah. give me that look. He's like, hey, come here. Just act like you're giving me money. I'll give it right back to you. We're talking about during the infamous Bert Prentice raffle. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'll sell, if I sell 20 more tickets. No, that was if and, Bert was doing it. If Troy Beasley was doing it, he's just like, man, where's your kid? He's over there. Ah, the winning ticket is. Kenzie had so much fucking swag from Bert shows. God damn right. Oh, man. God damn Cena fucking spinning necklace gimmick. Well, it's all kind of shit. Um, so, I, I kept saying I'm, on, I'm tired and get out of here. I really am. I needed this. Yeah. Like, I just, the last couple of days kind of been, uh, been mentally bad. Right. Um, uh, you were telling about how, you know, the love of business and all this. Um, just got done with Father's Day. Mm-hmm. And I just want to tell y'all three here how proud I am to have you as my friend and to see what kind of fathers you are. We feel the you same. Know, Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. Same. Yes. Uh, to come into someone's life, Jason, and they call you dad. You know, that's just... It's I, magical. It's magical. And I just, you know, how much that kid's like you now. Yeah, you know, she bless, is, her, bless her heart. Yeah, she is too much like me. I just told Ben yeah. before you got here. I was like, man, she's just like me. She's if an I asshole did, like if I, I am. didn't know her beforehand, I wouldn't yeah. know. Um, and we 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 both been there. Well, other people's kids. It's not easy. Full disclosure, right now, uh, I've already signed all the papers. We're just waiting on a court date for awesome. the adoption awesome. to be finalized. Um, that's just that's um, yes. I my oldest two. You know, weren't my biological, but they still they're, they're still yours. Yeah, definitely. they're mine. Yeah, it's still um, the oldest one from her. Yeah, I raised I, her till she was from the time she was three. Yeah, that's still mine. And luckily, she's coming back around. Yeah, so um, we got that. And Josh, with all the legal st- the bullshit you've gone through, like I feel dude, you, brother. Yeah, and with with how much Davy's grown. Yeah, um, improved. Yeah, just you know what I mean, like seeing him. Knowing him from day one yeah. to now, it's nice. Yeah. Um, totally different yeah. kids. Yeah, I just, you know, that takes a strong man being a dad like that, you know, or, and it just, and being with every, you know, some people know our history and all that. Yeah. I'm, I'm super glad about the dad you are to those girls. Appreciate it. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I appreciate um, that. It's just that, you know, we, about being a decent person, tell people you love them. Yes. Because it may be the last time you see them. Exactly. You know? Um, they just, and guys, don't be afraid to tell another guy you love them. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Man. Uh, I yeah. love all three of you guys. That's uh, something I've been... That's something that wasn't... You know, my grandmother, my great-grandmother said it, but there wasn't something, you know, said in my household or like that. Right. It's fucking said in my household now. Every yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, it's... um. I, we don't go... If you're mad, we no, still say... No, we no, no, no. You don't go to bed mad. We talk it out before you go to bed. Well, shit. And How many times do I get off the phone with both of y'all? And love you. Every love time man. we talk. Yeah. Even in text. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just something. Um, Jennifer's looked over my shoulder and I said, "Love you, girls. Who are you talking to?" I was Ben. Ben. Yeah, just that's uh, something <laughs> we need to be more. You know, as men. Yeah, you know, there's, yeah. There's, like, I, I see. I talked to David Saturday night. I'm yeah. not seen David in probably 
a year in person, yeah. and then as soon as as soon as we seen each other, it's the big bear hug, the squeeze, and he goes, "God damn, I miss you, motherfucker. I fucking love you." That, that's that's just, just what you do. That's something we need to do more in society. Yeah, like agree. That, no, that would help. That. that would help. That would help ease a lot of tension we have. Yeah, it yeah. would all around. I mean, like. If you're having a bad day, everybody has a fucking bad day. Smile at somebody. somebody somebody's going to relate to that, too. you got yeah. people out there that you can talk to. Just smile at somebody. Make, oh. Be a difference in somebody's day. You oh. never know what it's going to make. If you got it, buy the people behind your food. If you got the money to do that, buy the people in the drive-thru behind your food. Pay it forward. You know, shit, I... That's I got a drive through the other day, and they told me they were in their 78th car paying it forward. I paid for the next five behind us. Um. If you're at a restaurant and the server, the server could be having a bad day, you know what? Give her a little extra tip. Yeah. Speaking of that, here's another thing. You can get back to yours in just a second. This is kind of on subject, but off subject. If you feel like you want to do something for underprivileged kids, look up Drew on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, OnlyFans, whichever, <laughs> and uh, get with his pops for patience. Um, I've seen firsthand the work they do. I've been with Shane to the hospital in Knoxville, and and. My daughter's a type 1 diabetic, and there's been times... We spent Thanksgiving last year in the hospital. We got out at like 5 p.m. Uh, Thanksgiving last year. So, holidays in hospitals fucking suck. Um, I was in the hospital for 24 days with this burn I was thinking about, and it was during Christmas. Um, I wasn't a kid at the time, but still, it still sucks. So, think about giving back. Like, if you can't do a lot, buy a, buy a vinyl pop. I think they're 15, 20 bucks. Yeah, you get, them, you get Walgreens stuff like that, 10 bucks. Yeah, 10 bucks. Um, donate them. I mean, I'm telling you, like, <laughs> it makes a huge difference to these kids just to, to have something to look forward to. Yes. And, and teach your kids. Put another be, fart on the podcast. Yep. <laughs> right. this time. Teach your kids to be better people. You know, I, uh, I make sure sometimes, like, if uh, somebody begging – at the interstate or something like that, mm-hmm. and my kids yeah. are with me. I make sure I give them money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's if not I don't have money. I, I give something food. Yeah, something. it's not my place what they do with the money. No. I, you know, I don't give a fuck. That's we're not put here to judge. Um, yeah, that's not why you give money either. Um, this is really not the podcast they thought they were going to get. Right. Um, I promise they will. We'll have a part two with Ben and part be two, that and yeah, we'll, we'll talk. Wrestling like I said, I'm in a time. weird, you know. But honestly. I mean, with the way the the society is right now, the stuff this. saying right now needs to be said. Yeah, yes. I mean, granted, we're four guys from Chicken, two from three from Chickamauga, one from East Ridge. People probably give a fuck what we think, but there's people that are actually listening to yeah. this. So the people that are listening to this, share it with your friends. If if you think anything we've said here today is you know irrelevant in your life or it could help someone else, by all means, share. Um, just don't don't take anything for granted, especially life. Life is life is a precious gift. It is, and I made the joke about we should be dead by now, but dead serious. A, I'm dead serious at that. Like I wake up every morning thankful to wake up. That's my grandmother. A while great back. woman, great um, woman. She uh, both of them, great grandmother and grandmother. Um, she told me the other day. I was talking about my 40th per- birthday party. She said, "You know, you used to tell me when you were a kid you weren't going to make, make it to 40. forty. Yep." I said that a lot, and mm-hmm. I'm glad I did. Yeah, we're glad you did too. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna end there because I need some sleep. Yeah. I'm gonna go uh, take some gimmicks, <laughs> some uh, <laughs> non-blood pressure medicine, <laughs> and maybe uh, you know, since I can't drink over here anymore. No, you can. He just can't. Oh wait, before y'all go, hold on a second. He's been making that uh, Pruno <laughs> in the toilet. Oh lord! I told you quit letting him, letting him watch the wire. Oh, but speaking I'm of toilet, what kind is that fucking the Poopy spray or whatever. Do you shit? like that shit? That's bad. So, oopsie poopsie. I'm disappointed. 
He said we're not men because we use. I that. went off on a whole tangent that shit is supposed to smell like shit. Hey, we got it at Roses. Okay. It smells like roses and oranges? No, it's oranges. And no, it's just orange. It's it smells confused. like the shit you used to uh, cover up weed smell with. Speaking of that. <laughs> <laughs> so we were at the lake house, right? And my dad's got this sweet incense burner. It's like a fucking wolf, right? right. So we're at Walmart looking for incense to burn. They have a marijuana incense. That just feeds the purpose. <laughs> fucking exactly. Kenzie's like, what does it smell like? Fucking weed? <laughs> Let's get one. Why? You burn the incense to cover up the weed. I said, you want that? I'll buy you some goddamn car, and it'll be fucking 1990 all over again. <laughs> all right, so what do you got? So, we, we worked things out. So, we went to the liquor store to buy my dad some whiskey. No, we didn't work things out. That's supposed to last you till the end of the year. So, I got this. I'm allowed one sip a week. It is an airplane bottle of Jack Daniels Tennessee honey. That is a sip a week. Yeah. That's a sip... That's all he can have for the rest it. of the year. Not I literally. Those, hold on, hold on. That hold was his Father's Kenzie. Day gift. Kenzie, are you around? My daughter would look at this and fucking laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That is naughty. I that, bet when you drink this, you want to sing about liking pussy and not liking dick. Dick's too <laughs> ugly. I like pussy. <laughs> Inside story I have to tell you after the podcast. Uh, yeah. That is not even like... No. That is not a Drew Game shot even. <laughs> no, that is that like... That is enough to make me want to whoop your ass or buy that. That's a, that's the <laughs> shot that Drew Game spills when he's pouring his shots. You should, you I know, legit, I think I've spilt more vodka than a lot of people have drank in their life. Woo! Yeah. You I, know what you should have done, honestly? You should have just bought the bottle. You should have marked where you poured it out and poured it in a sippy cup for him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's got to be the sippy oh, cup with the two handles on it. God damn. Or the one with the straw as the handle. No, then it gets fucked up quicker. <laughs> Didn't you learn anything hanging out with us? That's the why you just give me that much. We only got straws when we want to get fucked up. <laughs> so right. I kept cutting them straws up. <laughs> oh, before you leave, what's the most fucked up drunk you've ever seen somebody? Josh, oh, that was pretty. Beside funny. that, that's um, that's angry. I mean, fun, funny. Me on New Year's. <laughs> Matt Gilbert uh, wrestling the ironing board. <laughs> you have to tell that one. Listen he did. He told it. He told that one. Yeah, 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 I heard that one. Uh, God, I, I've seen. I've I've gave some people alcohol poisoning. So check this one out. All right, you remember my parents' house on the hill? Mm-hmm. Remember the brown house at the yep. bottom of the hill? All right, we were living in that brown house, me and <clears throat> her. Uh-huh. And, uh, and me. And Jason. And my parents had a New Year's party. All right, so the kids aren't going, so Amber and Christina Young are actually babysitting them at the house. So we're up there, and we count it. Between me and my mom and my brother, we knocked out about, what was it, 110? I know just me, myself, uh, I split two 12-packs with you. Yeah, I think we had drank like 108 beers plus some liquor. Everybody's hammered, so everybody's gone home. So me and Jason are walking home down the hill, and we find like unopened bottles of liquor, so we've got like fucking liquor in our hands. So we're walking down the hill, and there's no, this. this was, that was the night that we uh, we had all the beer, like 24 the beers, the Hypnotic, the Canadian Mist, the two bottles the of Boone's Farm. we brought. Two bottles of Boone's Farm, Yukon, I mean, Jaeger. Yeah, Jaeger. We were, we were shammered. 
So we're walking down the hill, and there's this guy that was renting a place from my grandfather. Yeah. Uh, we were renting one from him too, and it was on the other side, right. down the dirt road. And so uh, he's walking down. Heater. Yeah, his name was uh, Philip, but he looked like Larry the Cable Guy, right. and this is when that was popular. We caught him toward Teeter because we'd made some chicken and rice one day and gave him the leftovers. He goes, you got any of them goddamn our tortators? Make me a goddamn breeder. I was like, what? He I, I understood that. I did too. Yeah, yeah completely I just, understood. I just wanted him. to hear it again. Was he from Wallsville? That's how- probably. <laughs> but he, uh, him and Jason start having words. As soon as you start down the hill right there by the mm-hmm. ditch, they start having words. Well, Jason here got that Kirby shit. So I got the beer and I sent it with Phillip's old lady and that one. And they're the walking down the hill. Yeah, the black hole. Slam? No, just the hole, not hole. Just the butthole slam. So these Don't motherfuckers start talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> they start fighting. Them motherfuckers are beating the fuck out of the air around them because ain't neither one of them landing punches. They both get tangled over their feet, roll down the hill. Phil's like, fuck you, I'm going home. So he goes this way, we go this way. I go in, I check on my kids because I'm still a responsible father, shit-faced drunk. <laughs> Amber and Christina's like, did you have fun? I was like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So we're bullshitting. And uh, I go in the bedroom, and uh, he walked in our house, and it was like a, like an open room. Yeah. The living room was straight ahead. Girls' bedrooms, bathroom were this way. Kitchen, dining room, our bedroom. So I'm walking back there, set everything down, go back there, and change out of my clothes, put on some shorts and a T-shirt. So I do that. Amber comes running in, knocking on the door. She goes, hey, you, you got to see this. And I was like, what? She goes, and for some reason, it's like 72 degrees on New It was Year's, hot as on New Year's. I mean, it's beautiful weather. And so she's like, you got to come see this. I was like, what? She goes, Jason is asleep on the porch swing. I was like, look, it's warm enough. He'll be all right. Storm a blanket. She goes, he's sitting up, swinging, snoring, and crying. I was like, hold on. I'm really fucked up right now. Speak slow. So she tells me again. I'm counting on my fingers. I was like... Fuck, I got to see this. <laughs> so we got that motherfucker's dead center, like not even on one side or the other, just dead center on the porch swing. Just... <laughs> so I wake him up, I was like, hey man, the fuck's wrong with you? Fuck, I love her. Pronouns, pal. <laughs> who the fuck is her? I know who her is yeah. now, but at the time I was like, who the fuck is her? Yeah. <sighs> Get your fucking drunk ass in the house. So I get him in the house. I go tell Amber, I was like, don't worry. Go to bed, watch TV, whatever you're going to do. I got him in the house. So I go, and this motherfucker's in my bed on my side. Like, Dude, get the fuck up. And the black hole had brought a fluffy friend that was wanting some hand time. She was wanting to feel the hang time. So she's in the extra bedroom waiting on old Hampton to give her some hang time, bang time. I'm like, Dude, for real, go. My girl's waiting on you. Fuck her. Okay. No. <laughs> gotta go ahead and do it. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck me? Yeah, fuck you. Excuse me? <laughs> you say fuck me? Or fuck, fuck you. And Jeff Starr all over again. <laughs> like, you say fuck me? He's like, yeah. Like, get the fuck out of my bed. I won't go to sleep. Fuck you. Go to sleep. Now, normally, I just roll his ass over and snuggle and go to sleep. But if you don't get the fuck up, I'm gonna put my balls on your forehead. <laughs> You ain't got a hair on your ass if you don't. Now, this is before cell phones, so I holler, Black Hole, get the camera. Gets the digital camera out. Right on his forehead. Everybody loved those pictures Friday and Saturday at TWA. You got the fuck out of my bed, though. Some of us don't remember shit the next morning, though. No. 
So glad there wasn't cell phones back in the day. Man. Man, you ain't lying. Orton, West Virginia. All right, guys. I love y'all. I truly do. Happy Father's Day. All that good shit. Yeah. Happy um, Father's Day, Drew. Yes. We love you too, brother. Love you, man. Ben, love, love you, man. Love you, guys. Uh, we're definitely... I'm always a piece of shit. I fucking know that. I got to plug something first. Yeah, I'm plug. I'm out. Like, I'm literally about to fall the fuck asleep. And All right, brother. We'll, uh, we'll button this up. I'm totally sober. That's the bad We'll button this up. We'll make right. our plugs. Right. Love yeah, you, uh, buddy. Uh, go RCW. I know where he's going to plug. Yeah. Love uh, you, buddy. Love you, man. Good to see you. You love too. You, brother. I love y'all. Uh, let me get to it right here and we'll end. Why right. come back? Because I ain't even told half my damn stories yet. Exactly. Uh, that's the whole thing. Uh, this was not what you expected from this no. podcast. No, no, no there's definitely going to be a part you know two. What? I needed this. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Hey, Absolutely. therapy on tape, brother. Yep. It's all good. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's get back to a little bit of, little bit of business, business, if you will, business, daddy. Baby. Business, baby. I tell you about the time I told Dusty he lied. Yes. The pay window, baby. The pay window. <laughs> All right, so uh, this Saturday night, RCW is having a, a show called Creep Show. It's at 806 North Second Avenue, Chatsworth, Georgia. Doors open at seven. Bell time is at eight. Tickets are ten dollars for adults, and I think five for children. We do have a family four pack of four tickets for twenty five dollars. You're interested bad. in that? Hit up Tyler Gazaway on Facebook or the RCW Facebook page, and we do still have some T-shirts for sale. Fifteen dollars, size small through extra large. Not sure what's left, but this Saturday night we're gonna have uh, Brandon Collins of the Illuminati, who is still half of the tag team champions, uh, facing Chris Crunk. It's gonna be a good match. Uh, Logan Chase's new protege, the six foot five, two hundred eighty pound Landon Priest, he's got a challenge on his hand. He's got the big hoss from Texas, Brian Rivers. That's nice, nice. Uh, rematch from uh, not really a rematch, but this match has happened before. We got new RCW heavyweight champion CJ Holloway against the air quotes people RCW cruiserweight champion Chris Gans. That uh, Gans's partner Chris Lightning versus Half a Beauty and a Beast Ethan Cage, Dion Mercer versus Kevin Ryan, and this is the match I'm dying to see if I get to make it this Saturday with Kenzie's party. Uh, Zach Malone against Draven Lee. Nice, pretty stacked card. And then uh, we're not going to be running July the fourth. We'll be back July the 11th and the 25th. Uh, August dates will be the first, third, and fifth Saturday. Um, Family-friendly show. We still are doing social distancing guidelines. There's sanitizer set up. If you come with a group, you can still sit together, and we try to section off groups six feet apart from each other. But seriously, guys, I know we've talked about it a lot, but let me, from, from being on the inside here, let me, let me tell you that forget everything you think you know about wrestling in Chatsworth, Georgia. Um, I was the first to call it really crappy wrestling, or Chatsworth, Georgia's where wrestling goes to die, but... Since Tyler's took this thing over, Tyler has listened to people in the business who have more experience than him and been successful, um, and he wants to do better. He's, he's taking lessons from anybody he can. He's uh, listening to the right people. He's listening to the right, and he's booking the right people. He's not booking guys that were there previously. He's, he's booking guys that are either, either still at the top of their game, but kind of winding down, or guys that are up and coming, Mm-hmm. that are wanting to learn are guys that are right in the middle between that. There's, there's no, 
there's no lack to like where you have to worry about if you're booked in Chatsworth, like who the fuck and which Chatsworth shit am I wrestling like we used to. Right. None of that stuff. Tyler's wanted to prove that he can do this and he's fucking doing it. And uh, the backstage creative team with Logan Chase and myself, we're, we're pushing these guys to do everything we know to do that will get them over and entertain you crowd, the crowd. And, you know, last week, the first big show since social distancing, we had over 100 people there. Great show. Looking for another one this week. So it's 806 North 2nd Avenue, Chatsworth, Georgia. Uh, like I said, $10 a ticket for adults, five for children. If you want the family four-pack, and it doesn't have to be a family. If four of you guys live together and want to go watch the show, message uh, Tyler Gasway, the RCW page, or myself at facebook.com backslash Ben Thrasher, or Twitter at Thrasher Ben, and uh, we can uh, reserve you some tickets that way. All right. So you guys heard it there. Uh, check out RCW. We're definitely going to have Ben back because... We didn't even talk about half the stories we were going to talk about because of everything that did come up that honestly needed to come up. Needed to come up. Uh, be a decent human. Don't fuck young girls. Don't fuck other guys' wives. Don't send unsolicited dick pics. Don't send solicited dick pics most of the time. Yeah. Once it's on the internet, it's never fucking gone. So, uh,. Yeah, we hope you enjoyed this episode. I am Jason Hampton. Drew Game is gone. Josh. Went to smell the poopy potpourri. Probably. So uh, I'll go ahead and plug it for Drew. Drew F and Game on Twitter. Drew Game on Instagram. OnlyFans. Uh, Drew Game's OnlyFans is coming, by the way. Well, I shouldn't say that, I guess. I went ahead and downloaded that. Ha! <laughs> Oh, so Ben is ready for the Drew Game Only fans. So uh, you should be too. Uh, don't forget, Anchor, great way to make a podcast if you want to make a podcast. Uh, we said it last week. We're trying to get a sponsorship. Use Blue Chew. <laughs> Especially if you took gimmicks your whole career. <laughs> if you took enough gimmicks, your gimmick might not work. Oh, but... uh. That one got me. <laughs> and on that note he has been thrasher i am jason hampton peace out fuckers